two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, Larry and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Time travel. Yeah. Time travel. What time travel yeah. is going on? What year did you just come from? All right. Every time I I log off of the show last next last week, we talk about it every day. It's then, like deja vu. And then and then like it's immediately I'm already back here. Crazy. Would you call this hell? No. Okay. So Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, I'm I'm pushing through this show, guys. Uh, my my throat and stuff is 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 a little sore, but I I, I rested yesterday. I rested this morning, and I'm gonna pull out 100 uh, percent for the show. But if I start going into coughing attack, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Next week's show. Uh, might not happen yet. I'll, I'll you guys keep you posted uh, throughout the week. Um, but we had some family uh, situation happening. Next week's going to be pretty chaotic for me. Uh, there, there probably won't be uh, nighttime shows next week, but I'll tell you guys more about that uh, next week. Uh, all right. On the show today, Sarge, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Embracer Group. We're going to talk about Marvel Avengers. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Grand Theft Auto, or I should say a study about angry gamers, Sarge. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sony's new patent. We're going to be talking about Game Pass. Yeah, we're going to be talking about you, Sarge, about angry gamers. Uh, we're going to be talking about another crypto game, Crashes, Burns. We're going to talk about Diablo's microtransaction, sorry, Diablo 4's microtransaction plans. Uh, we're going to be talking about Gotham Knights. We're going to be talking about the multiverses. We're going to be talking about, did I say Embracer Group? Because we're going to be talking about Embracer Group and Lord of the Rings. Uh, we're going to be talking about EA. We're going to be talking about Starfield. We're going to be talking about Fortnite. We're going to be talking about some Star Wars, or I should say not Star Wars, ex-Star Wars developer now doing a Marvel game. We're going to be talking about arcade games, Sarge. Uh, we're going to be talking about Disney and Marvel Game Showcase, or what we speculate of that, uh, and many, many other things that pop up along uh, the show. Again, you can watch us live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, live here on youtube.com slash 30 and still gaming. There's many ways you can help us out here. Please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. If you're watching us live, you can also gift memberships if you are a member. If you are not a member, you can hit a membership for as little as 99 cents. That helps us out. You can also... Thanks for becoming a member. As Lurker just did right there, uh, best weekly recap on the internet. Also, I love Sarge's always calm and measured takes. That's right. Calm and measured precise he's, he's he's precise thank you very much uh for your membership uh those are the ways that you can help us out here you can also listen to us on the podcast format uh, i'm behind on those things but uh they're out there you can listen to the past broadcasts and the, the new ones will be up hopefully by next week uh other than that let's get to it episode 322 starts every single week we uh we talk about games we've been playing what have you played in this time warp of one week uh, what, did you, what did you played since then? All right. Well, I stopped playing the Mars game for a while because after I reach a certain point, I can't get past it. I, I, 
there's too many things happening in the game and I I can't keep up. I, I've got to learn where I'm screwing up in the mid game. Uh, so in place of it, I'm playing the crap out of Two Point Campus. Okay. So you're, you're, you right. started, you told us a little bit about that last week. But now you've jumped. Obviously, you had a week. You've, you've put in a lot more time. Yeah, a lot of time. Well, I've been playing. I've been playing Two Point Campus. And I've been playing the hell out of Hell Out Loose as well. Yeah. Um, it's Two Point Campus until like eight o'clock, and then at eight o'clock I switch over to Hell Out Loose because the 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 primetime gamers are on from like eight to one. And that's the better time to go on. Um, it's once again, it's it's. It takes it gives you baby steps each of the levels that you do, and it introduces a little bit more mechanics. Right. The point I'm at now is starting to get a little overwhelming of like what you have to handle in on the campus, and so it's interesting and in how you're trying to budget the space you have for the money you have. But there does seem to be like this this little, I guess, hill. Like as soon as you can get to the hill. It's all downhill from there. Like it, it's hard to get up the hill, but once you figure out that point in the game on that level, it becomes a little easier for the rest of the game for that level. But it's it is, each each time each time the hill is getting steeper. I was gonna Let's say is is the hill is the steepness. Uh, each level's each it, level is a little bit more steeper. Is it worth the push, or are you starting to lose? Like it's, how many how many just, hours are you into the game right now? Oh, I don't know got to be about 30 or 40 now 30 or 40 so gotta, okay so gotta be 30 40 for where, last where's, week yeah. where's that where's the the, the hill now is the hill like uh, like you're like ah, i'm good i'm gonna start over like re restart a no, new campus it, or are you are you willing to push more well you, you haven't you haven't you haven't learned all the classes yet you haven't learned all the things yet this is like level five or six like more and more each each level Something else is introduced to you. Then if you go back to the sandbox game, those things are open to you. You can understand what's going on. You can go into sandbox right away, but if you have no idea what each of the things do and you know what size room you need and what what's the cost efficiency rating of the room and the staff, and like there's it's 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 mind it's mind numbing after a while. Like right. you you're trying to figure out you're trying to figure out the budget for everything. So but what ends up happening to me is like I'll pick what I end up doing is I inevitably pick one kid the first day I open for each level. I pick them and I highlight them. And then as I'm doing mine craziness, it's like every once in a while, a thing will show up with his name on it. Like, hey, by the way, the guy you're following, this is what's going on in his life. Right. So like <laughs> you can keep peering into like what he's doing. Right. And then some days I'll just follow someone through the entire three year or four year college thing. Like see what he does the whole time. Right. It's it's. The the amount, this is what I say, the amount of processes taking place in that game once you reach over 100 plus 125 students and everybody is doing something, like, it's it's not like they just sit, like, like I'm in class. Like, everywhere they go, they're all doing something. So it becomes this, it's just nuts what, what goes on. Like, every, every... All the animations, like, there's hundreds of guys. Like, I, I, I literally think my Xbox is going to explode. Like that, there's so much shit going on on the screen because because there's so much going on on the screen. Yeah, because I realize how many how many uh, like things are happening. Like it's not just because oh I got an Xbox it doesn't mean shit it, it can solve anything. I've seen top line games you you play a game full out balls out in the game and the, the computer just starts going because it can't handle it. 
right? That's what I feel like. Oh, you're you're, you're welcome, smoker. You're you're welcome. I I, hellish, I literally hellish I, smoker. Yeah, hellish smoker. I, I literally took off yesterday and and this morning to to uh, compose myself to, so I could do the show tonight. <clears throat> and then um then hell at loose is hell at loose. That's all I can say. I it's I play with you a little bit. Uh, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you could hear me when we were playing, right? Because obviously we don't get into a, a group chat, but what I do like about it, there's channels. There's the group channel. We didn't go into an Xbox Live party. Uh, and then there's the, the um, proximity chat, and then there's your squad chat. Could you hear me at all when I was talking? When I was Depends. in group chat? Depends. Well, when I was in the white channel, right. I was talking to you, and you never, never answered me. So I didn't know if you were being bombarded with other people, like talking, because I can't hear that chatter. You know, if what you're I mean? if you're in a blue channel and you're not near me, I'm not going to hear you. No, no, not blue, green. white. I was in the white channel, and we were in a group. No, no. You couldn't hear me. I wasn't. I, I'm not, white channel doesn't work unless I'm in the party. You were. We game. were in a group. Yeah, we were in a group together. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Okay. Yeah. So I absolutely love it, though. I, I didn't. I didn't play with you, but I was on your team. And I was off on my own as we were doing some pushes in Hell Let Loose. God damn, I love that game. It's so good. Okay. All of a sudden, I'm in the, in the bushes. Very, very, I, it's very punishing. Yeah, I, I just got into the game. I, was, I forget what map we were on, but I was on the road. In the bushes. As soon as I spawned in, guy next to me dies. I was like, oh, God. I, I hit the ground. And I'm like scurrying over a little bit. And I start looking down. And I just see pew, guy spawning behind me. And then you getting sniped. Change, you filthy Water bear, thank you very much. Got bullied into buying, into buying Madden, Madden by the boys. By the boys. Crying oh, face. you weak, weak man. Weak man. It's all right. Uh, so as I'm on the ground prone and I'm shooting and I'm like watching, obviously I'm, I'm getting, I literally haven't played this game in like six months. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where the channels to go in. And all of a sudden guy goes, what the hell? I keep getting killed. So I, I, I'm on the mic, just proximity. I'm like, hit the ground. There's two guys down the end of the street. They're in the bushes, far left, 300, you know, 320, whatever. The guy's like, copy that. And all of a sudden, he's like, we got this. And the three guys start moving up to the other side, going like counter-striking. And then I guess he's like, I called him a sniper. We'll be here in a second, right? And then all of a sudden, he goes, scratch that. Tank just pulls through and comes down the, down the lane and just starts blowing up everyone down. I was like, this fucking game is amazing. When it all starts to, like, click. But, the, but it's, but okay, it, it's... That's that's the issue. The issue is you you'll never get that kind of game consistently. No, because no, but it's I'm it, okay. It's only, the, playing the game is like training camp. Yeah, the more you play it, the more you understand, and the more you want to click with the other people, right? Or you start to see more and more clan tags, and they use locking squads, and then they all are in the squad with themselves, right? But I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you a good example, right? The Russian maps on the on I haven't the, I haven't played the new maps yet. The Russian maps on the surface are horrible. On the surface, they're horrible right. because they're the real deal. They didn't, they didn't just make like a, a Russian map to throw it into Call of Duty and we're just in Russia playing, right? It's like the actual map areas of the real war, right? So like Stalingrad is firebombed to hell. There's very little cover, right. right? The avenues of approach to each of the objectives are few and far, right? So in order for your team to actually make a move, you actually have this is this I've never seen it happen before. You actually have to use combined arms tactics. Yeah. Right. 
like everyone will stay in a section and they'll hold them off because as you approach it, a lot of areas are open. You can see people coming. So guys with rifles have a field day, right? So what ends up happening is you'll you'll hear it like guys will keep swapping over and I'm in the command chat and I hear them as they go, okay, we got all the tanks ready and we've got the APC ready. We're ready to make the push. Meet us here, right? And so we go to the we go to the grid coordinates on the map, and there's three, four Russian tanks, the APC, and they're like in a battle line, right? And they just they just start driving slow, and the guys are just following the tanks. Yeah. They're hiding yeah. behind them. It's amazing. And so we're we're going to this point, right? And so as they start driving, then you start to see artillery come down on top of you. Then that you hear you when you're in a commander, when you hear the squad leader, you hear all the commanders. Yeah, all the right? commanders. Yeah. So I'm hearing all the tankers. They're they're going uh, enemy tank three four zero, and you see all the tanks, all of them. They all yeah like this. Like how? Like that's that's the moment you're in. Like I'm actually on the battlefield. This right. is what it's supposed to be yeah. like. Then it gets nasty when you can't make it to the point you're supposed to, and they call in the air air bombing strike plus the artillery, right? plus anti-tank guns they have over on the sides, right? And all of a sudden, the advance becomes this massacre. You hear guys just screaming. Like, I know this is, it's, it's, it's a game, but you, I still get the chills, like what it would be like if this was real, right? right? I play the game, when I play the game, I play the game as one life. Like, I, I yeah. don't try to, like, do gonga ho unless... right. Yes, you can come back, but it, sure. I, do this, I do the same thing. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I want to stay as long as I possibly can alive. And, and to do it right it's those kind of moments but but trying to play that without a team like on the russia maps is so ridiculous they're, they're, it's so open like I, they're, they're open fields with trenches and just nothing i take it we were on what, what's the map with the um with the the fields of swamp what is, what, what is that the rice oh fields the purple, rice... purple heart lane is the worst map everyone okay. hates that map but so, it's a real it's yeah, a it's real a... It's the real so avenue. I got separated after, after Omaha Beach. Yeah, I got That's separated from your my, your squad. Like all of you guys died, and you spawned across the map. And I was like, I'm not dying. I was like, I'm not going all the way over there. All of a sudden, I died. Right, and all of a sudden, I see a blueberry. You'll never ever see this in Battlefield or Call of Duty. Right, 120 feet away. All right, and all of a sudden, dude just runs towards me. Right? He's like, I'm coming, buddy. He's like screaming on the mic. He's like, I'm coming, buddy. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Medic, baby. Medic, right? He goes, he goes, where's where's the gunfire coming from? I get down low, man. They're, they got me his pin. He, he heals me, picks me up, gives me a bandage, starts to come. He's like, come with me, right? So we, we start going back this way. And I'm That's now. A role player. What's That's that? a role player. Yeah. That's a role now, player. Now I'm with a different squad, right? I'm, I'm in my squad with you, but I'm separated from you. Now I'm with these guys, and now they can talk to me, right? Because I, I just go proximity chat. They're calling right. out orders. I'm I'm with them now. I'm like I'm part of their crew because basically You're separated. You died. The whole crew got wiped, and now I'm right. I'm I'm the last survivor, even though you guys respawn. I fucking love it, dude. Taking you could sit there for 45 minutes just taking off 10 feet. You could move up 10 feet in 45 minutes, but just the calling and everything that happens when it, well, like I said, when it happens, it doesn't matter if you lose or win. I like to win, but the moments, oh, right? Competitive. But the moment and moments that you have with the little squad or the people that are around you, okay, is just amazing moments in that game. I really, really, really want to play more that game more, but it doesn't do very well uh, because 
it is slow at times. And I'm not Mr. Uh, Dr. Disrespect or, or Ninja it's... where I'm going out and getting 45 kills, right? Because it's not that type of game. And even if that's I do kill game. someone, you can't tell. You can't tell if you actually kill someone because there's right, no, yeah. like, ding or ping or... Well, there's... Well, they did. This is what they did. Now you have the ping for the headshot, and now you have a little blood splatter when you sure. hit. Sure, so, but it's, so it it's so like minute. A, you, you never know. Yeah, right. it's, it's so minute. Well, it just it's 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 a certain range. You don't see it from far away. It's a certain range. Listen, a game is a game is a game, but this is it's a high risk, high reward type of game. If you're with a bad group of people, the game sucks. It's horrible. Sure, like it's horrible. It's like if you, right? when you go to a it's, bar and you're with shitty people, you're like that's that's a that's a shitty bar. You go to a, a really shitty bar, but you're with great people. You're like, man, I had a great time at that bar. That's what Hell Let Loose is. It's a it's a very it's a very methodical game. If 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 you understand, like I the I can't see, I can't even talk. The guys that I play with, when they're on a specific map. When they're on the offensive, they know immediately where to go on the map because they've been playing the map so much that they know sure. where the where the defensive garrisons are at the start of the game, right? So like it's those garrisons are not random. Like when the map points are random, but the starting positions of the garrisons on the defensive side on those marks are always the same. So people who've been playing the maps over and over again, as soon as the map starts, they like, that's where the thing goes. And they'll load up a truck full of guys and they just drive to the point and they just knock it out. So it makes the advance that much easier. Like you start seeing steamrolls, right. like a 10 minute, a game that's supposed to take 45 minutes is steamrolled in like 15 because the defense can't, they can't set up because they're trying to play battlefield. Right. They're trying to <laughs> run to the point and defend it. Meanwhile, the attacking guys are basically enveloping them. And so they can't do anything. It's, it's actually remarkable yeah. how you can have that wide of a spectrum of player where I'm retarded, don't know how to play. Right. I'm playing it because I'm drunk. I'm playing it because I'm high. I'm 17. I don't know. I'm 12. Right. I hear the squeaker. I hear a squeaker. I'm like, oh, it's a squeaker oh, in the fucking squad. Fucking squeakers, man. Right? Yeah. right. But he's learning how to play. I know. Right? You got to respect he's the squeaker how, that's trying to learn. He's learning how to play. That's right. Right? It's just, it's interesting. It's interesting that the, the the spread of people you get when you play a game like that. Yeah, no, it's to me it's one of the one of the better. It's it, I say this every time we bring it up, but it's it's my what I wish Battlefield was, and I, I'm glad Hell Let Loose has got its its own little uh, niche I in the market. Thought, I always thought that Battlefield three and four were were like that, just on a faster sure. pace. Sure, right. That's all it was. But I wanted to, I wanted to do what they do in in Hell Let Loose. I wanted them to. They almost did it. In Battlefield right, Five, did. where yeah, you could build did. sandbags up yes. and stuff like that, yes. like supply. And then they just gave up. Yeah, they they just they, they just gave up. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's go with uh, let's go with heroes instead, make it a hero shooter. Yeah, uh, Lurker, you could watch old footage on our on our YouTube channel. I, I'll play it one night. I'll play it on thirty plays one night. Yeah, Buck, it's all about the people you're with, right? It's all about the people you're with. If you're you with a, a fun a group camp. of people. Like you you could be in learn, a shitty bar and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, like one night before you even stream it, you'd have to get every, everyone who wants to try it together, and you'd have to have like an actual boot camp. Like yeah, you actually would, go in, that would go fun. in and learn how to play, and then after like maybe like a couple hours of figuring out how to play, then go into a match full of crazies. Right. Right, Craig. Everyone thinks they're a Rambo. You can't be Rambo. You can't. Well, you sort of could be Rambo. Some people can. Yeah, you can. You can. You can get the uh, the. Um... What the fuck is it, Sarge? The the gun that suppresses uh what everyone uses now. 
What in, in, in Hell Let Loose? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there. Well, you have the MG forty two for the for the German forty two. Yeah, and the, and you have the thirty cal. That's it. The thirty cal. The Americans. He will just run up and, like, and you'll know when a guy's been playing a long time. He runs up. And he's like, he's like, I got this, boys. He's like, he's like, he's like screaming just like he's in the real battle. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, that, great. That, right. There's a lot of there's a lot of role players. Yeah, like and you'll see a lot of names. The names yeah. in there are, are named after all the guys from the war movies. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like An- Animal Mother from Full Metal Jacket, uh, Lieutenant Winters, uh, uh, Stephen Pryor Ryan. Or yeah, yeah. So no, uh, we Band of Brothers. That last match we played, where I played with you, I think it was like Monday night or Sunday night or whatever the hell it was. We held off that last point for like 22 minutes. We held that point off and we won it, right? The the abilities the abilities in that game to understand how to stop a push it's not it's not the same as what you think. No, because you don't if you, you don't need to you, run over to another flag and try to get everything. You know, if you're, right, you're just right. defending. That's not, that's not what it is. Right. It's you you have to figure out the enemy's ad, avenue of advance and basically stop it and then try to send another group to flank that position. Once you figure out where their garrison is, where the spawn location is. Like, once you take that down, it sets them back, like, 20 yeah. minutes. That's a push. It's a right? swing the other way. Right. It, yeah. it, it, it's exactly what it feels like. You feel the pr- you feel pressure, and then because something happens correctly, you feel the pressure relieved, and the, and the momentum goes yeah, back the other way. it goes back way. the other direction. Yeah. yeah. So, from that, I, I've been playing other little games here and there, but a game I picked up just a Two, three days ago. It feels like a really long time ago. RC uh, Pro-Am. I, it is. It's RC Pro-Am. Okay. Now, it's not called RC Pro-Am. It, it's not RC Pro-Am, but it's it's like RC Pro-Am. I'm going to bring up some but, footage but just, here. But just, but just like modded, modded out, right? Like fully it's, it's a, new, new gen new gen stuff. It's a very realistic, it's a very realistic uh, racing game, even though it doesn't look realistic. Okay. So this is Circuit Superstars. Okay, this is my video that I just put up. Uh, I made it like a, an actual like television broadcast, right? I but this is for the footage purposes. Okay, <clears throat> you you just get the the top down. This is like this view right here that you'll see. Um, but it's so much fun. It's a twenty dollar game. It came out last year. I happened to find it because they just went through an update, and I saw the update in my Twitter feed on like Monday. And I was like, I, I was like, I gotta, I gotta buy this. I was like, this is, this is a, this is a must buy for me. I looked at it and I went, this reminds me of Micro Machines, RC Pro Am, and uh, Iron Man's Off Road. Okay, and when I tell you the attention to detail that they do here, there's no extra leader cam down there. That's this is like I said, this is my my edit thing here. Okay. You could do laps. You can customize the laps you want to take. There's Grand Prix that you can do. Okay. The actual cars in this game, Sarge, I know you look at this and go, oh, they would all handle the same, right? It would just feel like a little sliding pebble on the map or whatever. But they all, these are these are light, the light, uh, light ultralights, sorry, uh, ultralights. But, like roadsters? Yeah, these are ultralights. Uh, so I'm doing a league just on this with the NPCs. I'm, I'm, I'm racing against them. You can see me in there, right? And I'm I, this is my first match I did. I was like, I'm such a rookie. I'm slamming into people. Okay, well, if you look at the bottom corner, you'll see every once in a while, you'll see that you have tire, you have wear, tire uh, damage, you have gas, and you have damage to your body. The more damage you take to your car, 
the less torque and stuff, the power you have. So on the straightaways, if I'm injured, let's say I'm at 87, I think, and there's a car that has like 95, they're going to start pulling away from me because they're in better shape than I am, right? So you don't want to run into people. You don't want to like smash into people and be like that Rambo type of character in a, in a, in a fighting game, in a car game. You just don't want to slam into everything because you'll, you'll damage your car, okay? You have to take the corners, I mean, precise. If you miss it up, the NPCs will take that opportunity, and it's 10 times worse when you play online with people, right? Because people have been playing and playing and playing, and they know all the corners and stuff. It is so competitive, and it feels so freaking good, okay? I'm telling you, this is a, uh, this is a fantastic game for $20. This is a fantastic game. It was a full-price game, Okay. They have uh, 15 different cars in the game. They just, they have a, I don't know how many tracks, but they have lots of different tracks. You could make the off-road, like Iron Man off-road cars, right? They have that type of truck in here. They have the off-road tracks. The amount of tracks they have, they have like this track. They have reversed this track. They have a, an extended part of this track. They have like three or four different versions of this one. This is Maple Ridge, I think I'm playing on right here. Okay. This is such a fun game. I can click on and off the, the, the names up there so you can see. You have to be strategic when you're doing the pits, okay? Just like in real racing, right? If I, if I pit early, it might hurt me in the end. If I, if I pit too late, it might, it might hurt me in the end as well, right? So you got to find out when everyone else is pitting. You got to figure out what, what there's, how much damage they have, how much. And it's really good. Now, it's easy to pick up, okay? Easy to pick up. Anyone can play this game, but it's hard to master, okay? And when I say that, when you play against the NPCs, you have amateur, uh, you have uh, a beginner, pro, pro-am, or pro-am, pro, a superstar, and master, or some a master and superstar, right? There's like six different levels that you could do. And they, the NPCs, man, they are, they are rough. This is not like 50cc to 100cc to 125cc. At the lower thing, I could do pro. Pro, you'll, you'll, you could, you could do it if you knew the tracks. But you're getting your ass kicked. Anything above pro, you're gonna get your ass kicked if you're brand new. So stay below that. They have time trials in this, right? Um, and there, there, there's no leveling, Sarge. There's nothing to unlock besides other cars as you're going through the Grand Prix, right? There's like other. There's no microtransaction store. There's no battle pass. It's buy the game. Play the game, okay? There's there's no other thing on it. There's no, there's no other foot dropping, Sarge. Get this. This is published by Square Enix. Foot dropping? You mean the shoe dropping? Shoe foot. The foot's in the yeah. shoe. Shoe's dropping, yeah. okay? This is, this is published by Square Enix, okay? But there's no... This literally is one of the best racing games, right? Now, obviously... I, I'm, I'm calling right now. This is better to me than Forza Horizon. Okay? This is better than me than Gran Turismo. These are oh, fake. take it easy. Take no, it no, easy. No, I'm not taking it easy. The people, that, it easy. the people that made this game are actual racing fans. And every detail that they put in this game, don't let the cartoon look, uh, be fooled. Okay? It is so freaking good. Okay? It's such a racing game. It's phenomenal. Okay? Right, you unlock skins as you level up. As you just go up, you just level up. The 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 detail of this, right? Let me show you. Let me let me show you other footage real fast because this is just the 
Go go watch this video, guys. I, you'll see what I did. I, I literally made it like a broadcast, like you were watching a racing uh, a, a racing channel. I just posted it earlier today. Um, let me let me bring up let me bring up the other one I, I did the other night, just so I could show you uh, some other cars. <clears throat> this would be a blast with with people online. It'd be a blast, right? With with friends, you could do custom lobbies and and whatnot. Uh, let's see here. What yeah. is it? What, what is it on PC? Xbox? It's on, what is it on? It's on PC. It's on PlayStation. It's on Nintendo Switch. It's on Xbox, and it's crossplay. Oh God! You don't have to. You don't have to crossplay, <laughs> but it's it, it's crossplay. I got you. Okay. Hmm. You guys are giving you guys are giving me the eyes. I, I'm telling you, like here's the off road track, right? There, there's some good Thanks things. For becoming a member, Sven. Thank you very much for the 19 months, man. Support, appreciate that very much. Right, so I'm on amateur right now, just going through to learn the cars or whatnot. The way each car feels, Sarge, and the way they bounce and the way they move, just it's so it's so much fun. Again, it's so simplistic, but at the same time, once you start knowing how to go around the corners and you start doing this stuff, I got sixth in the world on the uh the time trial for top gear okay there's a top the top gear track you know from uh from top gear is in this game and you actually go around i got six in the world i was actually pretty impressed with myself okay it's so much fun price is 20 bucks robert 20 bucks is it is there a fully track fully off-road tracks as well or is it always there's like a hybrid fully off-road there's a hybrid uh there's just loops you can do uh they have like daytona like a daytona track uh they have an off-road uh oval track how many players can play? Uh, you can have up to twelve cars up on the track. It gets it gets oh, pretty. How many? How many? How many? How many humans and how many? Uh, you could put all. NPCs? You could put all humans. Twelve cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could put all twelve humans on on, on the cars. Let me let me see if I can get some. Uh... And how does and how does and how does the pitting work? Pitting works where there's a little box. You have to get in that box. Get out of the side of the box. Doesn't work. You have to get in the box. You can get a little bit outside the box, but your guys work slower. Right, but if you park it perfectly in the pit, then they'll 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 fix you much faster, right? Do they just do tires and fuel? Or do they, they also do, do body? They damage do body damage, fuel, and tires. <clears throat> yeah, Circuit Superstars, and no, it's not on Game Pass. That's right. It's it's Circuit Superstars. It's twenty dollars. If you like racing games, it almost reminds me also, Sarge, when I was playing. The way the cars feel, I know this is going to sound strange, but it reminds me of Grand Theft Auto top-down version back in the day when like, you were like flying through the the, the streets when, uh, you, when you could yeah. when you could like handbrake and go around the corners and you, you you did the tight turns and stuff like really nicely. That's that's what this felt like, right? Let me let me see if I can show you what a. You remember how aggravating GTA Above View was? Sure. Yeah. How hard it was. Like here you go. So this is all. These are all NPCs, right? And obviously, I'm just slamming into people because I'm I'm an amateur. I'm just trying to get ahead of them, right? But what the cool part is, the tire marks. You start to see the actual tire marks go on the course, right? So you can see as the laps go, you can see the pattern of where to go and what what the actual where you should be taking the line. Okay, I'm all over the place because. Each car. Oh, so it doesn't. So it doesn't. It doesn't do that automatically. It just starts to happen over time. You start to see the the, the dark as the tires start the to track. wear down. You'll see where where it goes, right? I'm all over the place because this car I thought would feel like the other car, 
but all cars feel different. All cars feel different. Right? I'm sliding all over the place. I'm trying to figure out what the hell, right? And it's it's cool. It's a it's a little little dinky little car game. It looks like, but there's a lot of stuff. And I'm telling you, man. Oh my god, right? But I'm telling you, there's a lot of fun to have here. Great for kids. Great for adults. Easy to play. Hard to master. Circuit superstars. This is a this is a double thumbs up. Uh, I'm all over the place. Look at me. I'm like drunk, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Right, this is like the speed racer cars. So obviously on amateur, I'm flying by these guys. You don't do this on pro. I, I'm starting to play pro now, and I I can't I can't I can't. <laughs> I'm just ricocheting off people. I'm like fuck you, I don't care because I want I, I want to see what it what happens because there's no damage on this one, right? This is amateur, so there is no damage on amateur. When you start putting the lap counter up. When you start putting the damage in there, and you could change the, the damage. So you could go 100% to 500%. So a couple of dings, if you're at 500%, you're changing your whole play style. Because you could be rough in the beginning, but then you're going to be hurting in the, in the past. So you have to go in the pit and then start to, start to pick it up. But uh, you could do reverse on the tracks. They have extensions for tracks. Uh, like I said, cool little game. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to keep making content on this this game because I think it's it's worth making content about. It's not the it's not like, you know, Apex or Fortnite, no one thousands and millions of people are not going to watch this, but I don't care. Like this to me is what a racing game. This looks arcadey, but is realistic racing where Forza is looks like real racing, but is arcadey style racing. You see what I'm saying? None none of these other games do the the it looks good. And, and it stuff looks like good. that. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. This guy, this game had a first and third person mode. Would be good. Ah, uh, not. I think the reason I like this game, and I'm not saying no, Krebsy, but what I'm saying is, the charm of this game is that it is what it is, right? I think if you made this first person, it would completely ruin the, the feel of what this game is. And I noticed, Sarge, as as I got better over the days. You don't want to take your analog stick and turn it all the way to the left or all the way to the right. There's this like sweet spot where if you just go just enough, your car turns, it goes into the drift, right? And you just slide out perfectly as you as you go through. So circuit superstars. Yeah, well, that, yeah they made they made that that way so the, the variables of the driving are more important. You don't just go balls out. That's right. Yeah, that, it's it's a good it's a good development. Yeah, it's 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 a really really good uh, really good game for for what it is, and they're still supporting. They literally just came out. They added two new tracks. I think they added a new car just recently, so and they're still going to be doing it. The perspective is part of the challenge. Reverse courses are super hard the first few times. Oh, the worst one, lurker lurker picked it up after I played it the other day, is the off road one where you go up the wall. There's this dirt. There's this dirt track, Sarge, where it's got a, a couple of jumps, and then you go up this like half pipe dirt wall and you go up and there's this rock formation so you clip it and it's stuck there you come down and you you go on this straightaway off a cliff right which is like a figure eight type of move right and, and when you come over there's there's ways that you hit the the jumps and you could fall out of bounds like you could hit the ramp and fall completely over the fence and be fucked you have to reposition yourself back onto the on the course stuff like this you could you could make it different where you can have a um uh 
drafting. You could put drafting up if you want, like up higher or down lower. You could also do the rubber band thing. Like if you're in the back, you give them a chance to come back up and catch up with people. Like you could customize a lot of different things. You could do sure. a seven. You can customize twelve people, seven matches, and can have your own tournaments and stuff like that. Really oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's, fun. That's a nice feature. Yeah, fun uh, group game. Um, online, I get my ass handed to me, dude. The, the drivers oh, you're, online. You're two, years, you're two years behind. Yeah, the drivers online are insane. I'm just like, huh? like you think you overtake them on one turn, and all of a sudden they 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 come behind you, and then they they draft you, and then they slingshot around you, and you're like, holy shit! They, it's not even it's not even the case. The first lap, I think they just play with you to see what you are, and then they're like, oh, okay, and then they just they 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 leave you in the dust. Fun game though, fun game, and I'm gonna be putting more content out. Uh, so I, I started up 30 Racing presents the CSRL League. Uh, so what I would like to do in the future, I'm going to make a season of just the NPCs with me and the NPCs. If anybody's interested, we'll play an online version of this and have a tournament. I'll record the whole thing and then piece it together as the, the next season for the, uh, the, uh, the CSRL League. Right? You see what I'm saying? So if anybody wants to jump online, we can have a little tournament. I'll film the whole thing, like record all of it, and then I'll piece it together like it's a television show uh, type of stuff. So let me know if anyone's interested. And that is what we've been playing, Sarge. Let's get to the top stories. All right. So the first story I want to talk about, Serge, is uh, we actually know when Hogwarts Legacy is coming out. Hogwarts Legacy will launch on February 10th, 2023 for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. The Nintendo Switch launch date will be revealed soon, and the team is excited uh, for you to play, but need a little more time to deliver the best possible game experience. Now, I'm rooting for this game. I I know I'll I'll tell you why not not for me personally, I am rooting for this game because I believe the Harry Potter fans deserve their Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah. I think that they waited long enough. They've had nine movies. I think they They've deserve had more than nine movies. They have they have they, the uh, they des- Fantastic they deserve- Beast movies out as well. They deserve a game for themselves that is just an epic game representing their fandom. I'm hoping that's this. I'm hoping that's this game because it it looks amazing. The way it's presented looks amazing. Krabsy, what are you talking about? As a matter as, as a matter of fact, the the actual level I'm on right now is the spoof level of Hogwarts. As far as what, Sarge? The the two point campus. The, the the level I'm on right now is the spoof level of Hogwarts. Oh, I see what you're saying. Duplis, are you are you talking about co-op? Are you talking about Hogwarts is not co-op? So you and your brother can't play? Is that what you're talking about? The co-op? Look, I'm glad up until this point, Sarge, that Hogwarts sequels are for, sequels are for co-ops. Dupe, let it let it rest for a minute. Let's see if they get the single player one right first. Then bring a buddy in. Well. Then bring a buddy in. First, did they, do we know for a fact? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Did they tell us anything that it's just a single-player game? There's no co-op or multiplayer modes in this game at all? I mean, I'm okay 
if there's not. But what I'm saying is, did they did they tell us that this is just a single player game? They confirmed it's single. Okay, I I just I just want to make sure. Now, as far as I, I would be excited. I'm sorry. I I I would be excited just to be able to walk around the castle to understand what it is, like where these different rooms are and right. different hallways. Like I would, if, if that's in the game, like you actually get to wander around the school, that that's a win. That's a win just by itself. Never mind levels or, or here's the territory they're in now before they told us a release date, they just said 2022, right? They didn't tell us a date. And we always talk about, don't give a date until you know when the game is done. Now they've turned into a regular game because now they've given the date. The date is February 10th, 2023. What's the odds, Sarge? You think it gets delayed one more time? Because now it wasn't delayed. It wasn't delayed because they never actually gave us a date. They just said 2022. Now they pushed it to 2023, but this is the official date now, February 10th. Do we think it comes out February 10th, or do you think it gets pushed past the summer? Pushed. I wouldn't say past the summer, but push. It gets pushed. Push. I have you, have you have you seen the complexity of the game? Did you listen I mean, to yeah. those? I mean, we watched it back Did you in watch March. Those videos. Yeah. Right. Did you watch those videos? This, this is why Did I you think listen to the explanations of what they were talking yes. about. Yes. Okay. This is also a reason I think they had timers and stuff in the game. And I said, "Uh oh, timers mean you know certain things." People are like, "Well, no." Because the Potterheads will come out and be like, ah, this is my game. And don't tell me if there's microtransactions or whatnot in it. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm rooting I just, for you. I just, I want, I want, I like this game. I want, I want to be a part of this game, right? I'm not a Potterhead, right? But I, I'm interested in the game. I'm just saying that in March when they showed us, okay, this is one of our most viewed podcasts when we talked about this game back in March, okay? Right, we we never get right. We get we get like a thousand views on a, on a this got almost six thousand views in our podcast that people watched. Okay, comments, people emailing me stuff. They're like, oh, this is gonna be a great game. Like they they came out in force. I was like, all right, right. I'm not talking shit about the game. I'm just talking about the game. I'm, I right? I am rooting for you. I think there's something wrong in the back end because in March they showed us and they said 2022. Now March is only the third month in the the year. Okay, and now they're pushing it back Thanks to February, which means, Sarge, that they showed it in March, and now they're releasing it one year after, 11 months after, before they, they, they showed it to the first time. That, to me, seems weird. Thanks for becoming because a member. Because usually when you first show the game, it's usually about a year and a half or so before it comes out, right? They show it at E3. It doesn't come out for at least a year or a little bit past. Okay, so now here's where I'm worried. I think Hogwarts will get pushed, okay? I think there's a problem. I think they just can't do it. Thank you, Creature, very much for the uh, membership. Also, Melrose Mike, thank you much for the four-month support. I think there's something going on behind the scenes, and I think they want to make it fixed. I think they want to fix it. I think they want to come out, and they have one shot at this, in my opinion, right? You're coming out with this game. You don't want this game to be broke or buggy when it comes out. You, want it, you don't want it to be Cyberpunk. You don't want it to be Fallout 76. You don't want it to be Battlefield 2042. You want Harry Potter to come out and go, holy Christ, this game is amazing, okay? And now that they put the date on there, I feel like they're going to delay it. And when it gets delayed, of course, you're going to have the people that are like, I'd rather have to be delayed than to come out broke, right? But this is a topic I think I'm going to talk about tomorrow a little bit on the, on the Reforged Roundtable about delayed games 
and then what state they go into the the gamer's mind, right? Because some games get delayed. We're like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Like Skull and Bones, no one gives two shits I, about that. I, I don't, I don't care. Right? Here's another game, and we're gonna go right to the next story. Right? Beyond Good and Evil. Right? Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two still needs a few more years. Okay, this is from a week ago. Okay. It's been like seven years, eight years for this game. It, longer. I think it's been in development for like 15 years. Okay. <laughs> right? So this is what I don't want to have. I'm not saying that Hogwarts is going to be beyond good and evil. But the problem with this is once you give a date. Now, they've never given a date. They just keep telling you the game is coming. Okay. What's been in production longer, Sarge? Beyond Good and Evil 2 or uh, uh, what's that space game? Star Citizen, Star. right? Star Citizen. Which one's been in development how long, longer? How long has it been in development? Yeah, in development. I think, I, think beyond, I think it's Beyond Good and Evil at this That's point. That's right. And at least Star Citizen actually has a game you can play, right? right? Beyond Good and Evil has nothing. They have shown everything, but the game has... They, they haven't updated this game in like three years, two years, three years since the last time we saw something. Right, the last time we actually saw footage was like, I think before COVID. That's a thing now, right? There's AD, BC, and then BC is before COVID, right? Before COVID, and then after COVID. <laughs> okay, that's that's what it is. I yeah. just, I, I really am hoping for the game. I, I know what it, I know what it means. I know what it means for those kids who grew up with Harry Potter that they get the game like this. Imagine, imagine you, you were. You, uh, Picture yourself in the Star Wars ages, right? You watched Star Wars when you were like high single digits, 10 years old, like eight years old. And you grew up with Star Wars and you had all the toys. And then we had to wait a long time for decent games. Like, but NES and Super and Genesis and Super NES, like some of the Star Wars games were good, but a lot of them just suck. They just suck, right? This to me, I guess the only way I could compare it would be like, this would be the equivalent of like Skyrim for the Harry Potter fans, right? But like better because the, the kind of influence and the, and the kind of scope that they have in the game that what you're supposed to be able to do in the game, like I'm thinking about the movies right now and I'm thinking, my God, this game's got to have a lot of stuff in it. And, and, and by the way, <clears throat> it doesn't have to have all of it right away. If this is a really good game and it's got good bones, then you just build off this game. You put a DLC, you put something else and you grow the game. Right. That's how I envision it. Right. But Look, I, I really, I, I really hope I, that I am rooting for them. I, I really I'm hope rooting. that Harry Potter's uh, Hogwarts legacy comes out. I mean, Harry Potter has nothing to do with it, actually. But but Hogwarts legacy, when it comes out, I hope it's out. I hope it doesn't get delayed. OK, but they put the, they've thrown their hat in the ring. They've thrown their hat rough. in the ring. Everybody wants February because everyone delays till February. I don't think it'll be there. All right, so the next thing, Sarge, talking about games that are still fixing themselves after the years, right? So, all of them. What's that? All of them. Yeah, all of them. So Marvel's Avengers, next hero is Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, plus Cloning Labs is coming. So Sure it is. I don't need to read the article. I'm going to talk to you just more about the state of the community right now, okay? What community? There, there is a community, Sarge. There is a community. Okay. Okay. We'll call both of them up and tell yeah, them what's I'll, going on. They're both here right now. One's me and somebody else, right? Water. It's water. Yeah. I know it's water. Right? Right? It water. So water bought the game twice, I think. So, yeah, and I, I I bought it twice as well, but I got mine on sale, right? I got it for under seven dollars. 
Um, so Marvel's Avengers, okay. Marvel's Avengers <laughs> is coming out with Bucky Barnes, okay. And they're coming out with cloning labs. Now the developers, right? The developer, the devs, I should say, have been in this back and forth with data miners, right? And we we talked about data miners a couple of weeks ago, or maybe like a month and a half ago, about about this game, right? Miller is one of the data miners for this game, and this dude is either the greatest guesser in the world, okay, or ex developer. No, no, he's not, a, he's, he's not a developer. He he literally just likes to do the data mining, right? But he does have contacts, I would assume, because he is just so spot on, okay? But here's the thing. The devs are getting upset at him, okay? Now, I don't know if it's Why? all the devs or if it's a certain couple, a couple of devs, but they're trying to, and I don't know if this is happening. This is just what my outlook looking at this, right? He said earlier this year, based on the knowledge that he's got, said that She-Hulk is coming into the game, Okay. Which would make sense because She-Hulk just launched today, right on 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 Disney Plus. Okay? So you would think the next character they would bring in is a character to cross promote. They've done it. I mean, they just brought in Mighty Thor inside the game, Jane Foster into the game because the movie came out, right? So that was the last character they dropped. And then they come out a couple months ago and say, "Well, don't believe everything you hear. These content creators or these data miners don't know what they're talking about. They're just all false, right?" Right after that was said, Miller comes out and says, well, actually, the next character is Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, and this is his weapon, right? And the developer comes out and says, this is all bullshit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then here they are, just a month and a half later, introducing Winter Soldier, and then they tell you what his weapon is, which is exactly what Miller said, which he must be the greatest guesser in the world, right? And my, my, my point here is, Sarge, do you think it's possible that these developers are so infatuated with the with, with the data miner that they're literally changing content to prove him wrong right that would be that would be ridiculous i know be, it would be, be ridiculous wouldn't time it and re, time and resources to do so here's my question right when did, when did it become so politicized if he's right just say he's right and move on but how, how does he say it you say no he's a liar and then a month later it's the truth so what right. was the point of you telling everyone that he's lying to you? What 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 is the point of that? Well, I I don't understand the I don't understand the logic. We all understand that you want to keep a secret and the hype and the hype train alive, and you want to be a surprise. Gamers like surprises. Yeah, we like surprises. But your game is long overdue, way over budget, way underperformed, and we don't care about surprises anymore. We care about you putting putting the stuff in the game that you said you were supposed to be in the game. And that's it. Look, that's it. Look at this, right? He comes out today. He comes out today after it. their announcement and then puts the cosmetics that are coming in. This is the data miner. He found all of this in the data mine, right? Here's Captain America Winter Soldier outfit. Here's the actual Hawkeye costume that looks pretty cool. Okay, that's coming to the game. Uh, what else we got? There, there's the Thor, right? We got another Thor outfit. We have the Ragnarok, I believe, uh, Hulk that's coming to the game. Okay, like... This data miner just keeps coming out with information, and I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for Miller, not that I'm excited because I'm not. Bucky comes out. I'm going to play the game again, level up the character again, and then put the game down again, right? The cloning labs, I won't even be able to play because you have to be 170 or 175, and I can't get there unless I log in every day and play with these, you know, the checklist, the do your laundry, 
go go you know go kill something and i'm just like i'm done with that type of stuff right i'm just like whatever but he's so spot on all the time i just feel that the devs or at least one dev is such he's got such a hard on for them that he's literally trying to purposely change content and do i know we can't we can't release that because that would prove that miller is right right and i'm just like but, but that's what i understand who cares who cares exactly right? he, he's been you, living this you, he's been making this game hyped for you abandoned the game twice already now there's a group of new people coming in and they think they're going to salvage the hype just right just do it just do your job right if there's some guy listen if there's some guy whose sole purpose in life is to data hack your game and release information i got news for you that's what he's going to do right you're not going to you're not going to turn him off or hold him off to, hold him back or time to a tree, and you're not going to be able to stop him. So just turn into the skid. Just, just say, hey, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Miller's right. Yeah. The next one is She-Hulk. Right. Look how proud we are. Yeah, exactly. Show her. Show her. I, I think how proud how proud we are. I, She-Hulk. Here it is. I think. Like, but no, it's a lie. He's lying. He's well, lying. I, I think, and then a month later, you say, yeah, that's right. Oh, I think what? the problem is that they what? don't want him to say something that they're working on that it's not official yet because. If they scrap it, then it's gonna make them. It's gonna make the fans upset with the no. developers. No, it does not, because it's just some crazy guy coming up with rumor. You steer into the skit again. Right. If he says something and then you happen to scrap it because of actual, real, financial decisions, and it doesn't come out, Miller's not the bad guy. He, nobody cares. Right, right. I, well, I, I really, I really don't understand what they're doing. Honestly, I really don't understand. If if anyone is still talking about this game, keeping people hyped about it, and it's Miller, STFU, and let the kid type in whatever he wants. He is he is basically the lifeboat he of is, this game. Yes, he he's so he's single-handedly he's single-handedly let him talk. Hyped up this game for everybody that's still a fan of the game. Now, Embracer Group did come out today, earlier this morning, and they did say that um, they were we were hoping that they would say something about Marvel's Avengers, and they did. They said, well. We have Marvel's Avengers, and we're still going to have Marvel's Avengers, right? But they didn't say if they were continuing on with it in any way, shape, or form. But the lead developer today on Twitch, or Twitter, sorry, said that the game will be going forward because they actually, the article, uh, they actually have a lot of people that have been playing the game since it's been on Game Pass and now since it's on PlayStation. They said... It's like free to play, and a lot of people are coming in and playing the game, and they're paying for the cosmetics and stuff. That's why they're putting more cosmetics in the game at a more frequent rate. And they said that they will be supporting this game into 2023. So that means all next until, year until, they'll be supporting. Until they revaluate, right? And see and see what the cost and, until, in and the cost out is, right? Until Embracer says, okay, we got the actual IP from Square Enix because Square Enix had a three-game or three-project deal, okay? Square Enix had, they, they made Marvel's Avengers, they made Guardians of the Galaxy, and they had a third one in the works, which rumors was that it was an, an X-Men game, okay? Now, we don't know what that is, but they have a third game. Now, Embracer Group bought Crystal Dynamics, and they bought Montreal, okay? So they have those, so now they, they, they don't know if they get the IP that, that Square Enix went with Marvel. Now, Embracer is trying to get the Marvel IP from Square Enix to come over to them so then they can continue making stuff, okay? Which I think they will try to work out, and we'll have a conversation about that in just a little bit with another story, right? The next story I want to talk about, Sarge, it says, 
A study claims more than half of gamers, half the gamers, experience extreme anger from video games. Now, a study surveying over 1,000 gamers in the United States discovered that over half the experience thousands, extreme anger thousands, from video games. Okay. It says the study was conducted uh, by time to play. 1,046 gamers were surveyed as part of the study with the average age of participating age of 28.6 years and the average number of hours spent gaming per week being 14.9, which is 56.4% of those surveyed report extreme gaming-related anger once per week. With the study finding Xbox and Call of Duty gamers are apparently the angriest. You don't say. One of, the, one of those uh, surveyed, 18.4%, Said that they have to, they have broken something in their rage, while 25.5% said they've actually lashed out at the loved one because of video games. Now, reportedly, losing on the same level was the most common reason for someone experiencing extreme anger when gaming, uh, followed by other players using hacks slash cheats, game bugs, griefers, and campers. Hacking and cheating in online games has been especially problematic in the recent years. What do you mean, recent years? It's always been a problem online games. With Activision having to make its own anti-cheat software to combat hackers in Call of Duty Warzone, considering Warzone infamous difficulties with hackers, it also may be wondered what the players were reportedly angriest at of those surveys. So here you go, Sarge. So here's a chart. Angry gamers, which players rage the most? Okay. Xbox, 36.7%. PlayStation, 37.1%. PC gamers, 40.6%. Nintendo Switch, that's not good. They're the angriest, Sarge, right? 42.1% and phone tablets, 39%. Once per week, oh, I'm sorry, rarely, rarely get the, the, high, the lower the number, the, the worse, okay? Once per week, they get angry. 38% of the time, Xbox, 46% PlayStation, 40% PC, 42% Nintendo Switch, and phone tablets, 43%. Daily or more, Xbox users are the angriest, Sarge. 21.3% daily are angry. Okay, 12.4% at PlayStation, 14% at PC, 10% at Nintendo Switch, and 7.9%. Okay, and breaking something. Have you ever broke something in anger while gaming? 23.2% of gamers said yes on Xbox, 216 on PlayStation, 19 on, uh, 19.4 on PC, 14.8 on Nintendo Switch, and 162 I'm surprised that the mobile and Switch markets are not higher, considering you have the small device in your hand already and you can just chuck it across the room. You know what I mean? Have you ever lashed out of a loved one of anger while gaming? Uh, 29% of Xbox game users said yes. 21% PlayStation, 24% PC, 24% of uh, Nintendo, and 25% of mobile. And of those who have broken something, what have you uh, broken anger? 73.2% controller or keyboard or mouse, 15% drywall, 6.6% <laughs> your monitor, 5% of phones, and 3.8 dishes. Who, who's playing games is like, ah, runs to the kitchen, opens a cabinet, and no, starts smashing no, dishes? No, they're eating. They got dishes in front of them. They're oh, eating. okay. okay what, it says, what, what makes you extremely angry when gaming? It says repeatedly losing the same level, 60%. Other players using hacks and cheats, 43%. Game bugs, 43%. Grifters, 39%. Campers, 22%. And which game franchises cause you the most anger? Call of Duty's at 23. Mario Kart's at 22. Minecraft's at 21. League of Legends at 20. Super Smash Brothers at 19. And Grand Theft Auto at 19. What do you think about all these stats, Sarge? Uh, they, don't, they don't even know what they're talking about by anger. All right, let's... For, for those of you listening, 
and to understand me as a gamer. Okay. Before Angry Joe, not not that far before. There was Angry Joe. No, before (laughs) Angry Joe, there was the Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay. He started back in like the early 2000s. Okay. If you haven't watched his backlog of stuff, he's got a lot of seasons, like 14 or 15 seasons, right? If you want to understand what it was like to play video games when I was playing video games as a kid all the way up until now, right? You have to watch Angry Video Game Nerd. You will understand oh, yeah, what a really sh- what a really shitty game is that we actually had to play. And believe me when I say this, the entire industry was built upon shitty games and selling them to you yeah. before you knew what the game was. Right? That was the entire industry. That's why present day I'm so angry with broken games because they already know that we know that's shitty, but they're still selling them to you, even though you know that they're shitty. That's what makes it a little humorous. But if you need, if you want to understand gaming as it was, you need to watch Angry Video Game Nerd. Angry Video Game Nerd, when he starts ranting. With, with James Rolfe. Yeah. Rolfe when, is the Starts ranting. I am like 100%. I'm like, that's me. That that's when I was a kid. That's me. He right? just runs off. He, he but his, his his words don't make any sense. It's just it's just chitter chatter anger. Whatever words came into his mind, right? It wasn't like a scripted thing. He was just screaming whatever words would come out. Right? There were so many shitty games when we were growing up. You you don't understand. All right, I'll mention three games. Anybody who still has a heart condition because of it. You let me know. It, it, it's a warning. I, I won't, warning. Right? My trigger. My I'm, trigger I'm warning. warning. I, right? So I rented a lot of games from Blockbuster. I'm sure some of you who are older know about, about Blockbuster. And we rented all our games because your mom couldn't buy you $50 games all day long. So we rented them for Blockbuster. But Blockbuster was a game right? pass back then. Yeah. So shitty games, right? Top, top two or three, right? Dark Castle. Okay. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And Fester's Quest. Okay. Okay. So to understand what anger is, like like playing Call of Duty, the most awesome looking graphics ever. And just because you've got cheese doodle fingers and you miss hit the button and somebody headshotted you and you're angry, that's yeah. one thing, right? But you're still playing one of the most most modern, sophisticated type of games on the planet. Okay. I'm talking about unadulterated oh, crap sorry. that I'm you just, paid I, I for. I muted you for a second. Pure unadulterated crap that you that you paid for and is garbage. But you're damn right. I spun the controller around like a tomahawk and slammed it onto the ground. It's you're damn work. right. It's you're work. damn right. I picked up the uh, advantage control stick that we had when we were oh. kids and slammed it on the ground and broke the damn joystick, right? You're damn straight, right? Angry, angry, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. That Battletoads, that Battletoads board, that was rage-inducing. Battletoads, right? So you guys can say whatever you want about being angry. Again. And first of all, a thousand people, not enough size. Yeah, no. If, you're gonna, if, if you are going to do any type of any kind of poll like this at all, you got to have ten thousand, twenty thousand well, people. Also, the average That's the numbers you have that thousand people. The average age was twenty-eight. Yeah, who who are they? The average they gamer right now is thirty-six. Right, the average gamer is right. thirty six, thirty seven. You gotta start interviewing those people. They'll they'll tell you what rage inducing like, is. Like like the like the ratio of shitty games. Like it's not even it's not even close. Like today, 
games might be, you know, they might have some problems, but they're still a good game. They have some problems in the game, but still game. You have one or two shitty games. Back then, it was a complete 180. You had a hundred shitty games and like two or three that were good that you had to try to figure out a what lot, was worth buying. A, a lot of people, though, didn't know the shitty games back then that were broke because you you would never beat it because you couldn't get past that section of the game. Yeah, because because it, it was broke. Right. But the game was you broke. Didn't, you didn't know the game was broke. You just thought, well, it's too hard. I can't get by it, right? That, that was it. They literally made it super difficult so you can't beat that part to figure out that the game is unfinished and broke. Bacon's not wrong. Nope. Don't even laugh at him. Bacon's not wrong. I believe, listen, you go to, you go to sporting events now and they sell you those stupid inflatable sticks to bang together. Yeah. Like you think you're making noise with two inflatable, two inflatable pillows making noise. One of those punching bags should come with yep. the system. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be great. You make a game. And Absolutely. Because the, the, they don't come with instruction manuals anymore. They come with like a blow up punching bag. You just pull out of there. Absolutely. Like I, I, I've been, I have been angry for certain games depending on how it plays out, man. I, just how the game is. Wolverine says right? Lion King on the N, on the Super NES. I can the, listen. I can go through them. I, I, they're already coming into my brain. The ones that were bad, right? But I'm gonna leave. I'm, I'm gonna stay quiet. Sarge's Star, gonna have flashbacks. Please, please go watch Angry Video Game Nerd from the beginning, so you understand where the hell the hit, where the kid came from, and you'll understand our our entire childhood, right? And you'll understand. Why we're so hard on gaming right now? Because we already know where it's, where it's been, and I don't want to go back there. <clears throat> that I'll tell you what, Krebsy, that Nintendo controller, that the original NES controller, okay, that thing can take simple. a beating and keep on ticking, man. It was it, that thing. There's nothing inside of it, right? So you, it's, it's hard, hard gauge plastic, yeah. man. That like, was the hardest gauge plastic I think I've ever th seen. Those controllers. In a controller didn't really break. You would have the A button every once in a while, like, slip underneath the thing, and you could you could shimmy it out and whatnot, right? You had that problem because Sarge would be like, like, super tight, and then it would get wedged back and field and stuff like that, right? I still remember not even being being able to jump on the stupid Travs, yeah, right? Uh, Chip and Dale, uh, the Noid, uh, the 7-Up game, Spot. Right? Those all these games at certain certain aspects of the game you couldn't pass or, or couldn't beat. Now I, I will say this: I will say this for some of you watching the Angry Video Game Nerd will be dated, and you might not be able to watch it because the production value is not as awesome and cool as it is right now. Four K, eight K, Sarge. That's what they did when they first started going on the internet to make videos on YouTube. So, like, that's the beginning. So you're welcome. Craig says the toxins. Or what made it so durable. That's right. What, right. Craig, whatever. Just, <laughs> if anyone still has a Nintendo controller in their house, look at it. Feel the plastic of that Nintendo controller. Yeah, and then pick it, up blow, it blows an Xbox controller away. Like if I were to slam an Xbox controller and a Nintendo 8-bit controller together, the 8-bit controller would go right through an Xbox controller. My, my son right through it. My son recently played. We went to a comic book store, a local comic book store here, and they had an, an, an old-school Nintendo. Like the actual, not the mini miniature version, like the actual. It was like the yellow colored because the guy it came from was a smoker. You know what I mean? Like it was bedded sure. into the picked up the controller and started playing Mario Brothers. And he's like, he's like, this controller is terrible. I'm like, no, this is the greatest controller ever created. I was like, this thing's durable. Look, it still works. I was like, this is this is 40 years old and it's still working. Right. And he's like, he's like, it's so tiny. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, you're playing with the Switch controller right Your now. Your hands are is... this big. Yeah. Your I was hands... like, what do you what mean? Are you talking about? I was like, this is the perfect size controller for when you're when you're his age. 
it was just so funny though. He's like, he, he didn't want to touch it. He was just like, uh, like what is this? It was it was the funniest thing. He goes, "Where's the analog controller?" I was like, "There's no analog." I was like, "That's it. It's the D-pad, baby. D-pad A B. Let's go." That's right. It was funny. And, was, and, and don't forget, don't forget the blister. Oh, the blister, the blister on the left thumb because you so many goddamn buttons to jump. All right, Sarge, the next story I want to talk about. Right, never failed. That's right, Vorian. Never failed. <clears throat> My old school Nintendo controller uh, took so much abuse and never failed. Exactly. They don't build them like that anymore, huh? Back in my day, my controller, I bought one controller. The yep. only reason we had multiple controllers is because we wanted to play four-player games. And so what did we buy? That was it. We bought, we bought, we bought two Maxes. Yeah, two, two Pro Maxes. And they, oh, that was next level, Sarge. That was next level because uh, it was oh, like an analog. Fire. The rapid fire, the rapid fire button. Turn the button. The rapid fire. Yeah, hold it. Oh, beautiful. Just the that the D pad on the on that side that extra had the, the extra movement. It was it was amazing. Amazing. Oh, they, they they advertised it for hockey. Remember, they yeah. advertised it for Nintendo hockey. They make your guy move so fast. <laughs> Remember, we, we used to play so many co op games. <clears throat> so many co op couch co op games, because there was no oh, such sure. thing as online. You had no. to play with friends. Go on, Gator. Yeah. So the next story I want to talk about, Sarge, we, we, we talk about this every single week. Game Pass, how they're making a shit ton of money, and how creators are making money. Well, someone actually came out, Sarge. Somebody came out. You got some information now? And we got information on, okay. right? So Microsoft made a one-time payment of $600,000 to Cooking Simulator. Creators in order to include the game on Xbox Game Pass. Now, Big Cheese Studio got terrific bargain because that equal to 22% of its revenue from the previous fiscal year. Okay. You want, you want to figure out what their fiscal year was, Sarge, with that? They had made 600000 and 22% do that. For, and then uh, I'll go to the next uh, part of the story here. All right. So Cooking Simulator, which is on Game Pass right now, okay, came out in 2019. The game will now be added to Xbox Game Pass catalog, which it is. It came out last week. Right. And... When the game originally launched, okay, he had 700,000 copies of Cooking Simulator have been sold overall. Now, Pig G Studio claims that additionally, the studio have also sold about 400,000 copies of various add-ons of the DLCs and whatnot that have also been in the game, right? In addition to making a lucrative Game Pass offer, the indie game developer and publisher alike, Microsoft is also introducing more affordable Xbox Game Pass family plans for consumers. Currently, residents in Colombia and Ireland also have purchased a Game Pass. So... This guy who sold 700 copies, 700,000 copies, 700,000 copies since 2019 for Big Cheese Studios has now gotten paid $600,000, which is 22% of their revenue from last year, okay? And it's introduced now to 25 million people on Game Pass that could play his game and then can buy the pizza DLC for 10 bucks, right? So you can see how much... So this is a very small independent developer company, right? They're they're making $350 million a month. Minimum Xboxes. $350 million a month. Okay. And they paid this guy six hundred thousand and this dude's happy. He's like, they paid me six hundred thousand. This is well more than I need because they made about twenty eight million dollars selling the seven hundred seven hundred thousand units. Okay. At, at whatever price. I think it was like twenty, thirty, forty whatever bucks, between $20 and $40, right? This is what we're talking about, people. Game Pass 
is the sweet spot here because Microsoft's like, how much do you need? Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, here's an extra zero. Oh, an extra zero. Yeah, don't keep the change, kid. Right? Just like when someone tips an article, keep the change, you filthy animal. Right? Because they're making so much freaking money from Game Pass every single month that they can put out to somebody and say, here's what, what do you think you're going to sell? Well, my game's three years old. Uh, I've already made this much money. Uh, you know, you give me a cool mill, right? You give me 600000 They're like, all right, cool. There you go, right? And we don't know the contract. It could be six months. could be a year. could be whatever, okay? But now this game that's three years old now gets seen by 25 million people instantaneously. And out of that 25 million people, okay, 1% of that is going to buy the pizza DLC for $10, right? Which is just 34% for, for Microsoft on the, on the back end, 70% more for the, for the developer. It's a, it's, a, it's a win-win deal for the dev, for Xbox, okay? And also for the players that are getting Xbox but, or for Game Pass. But it's terrible, as Creature says, not sustainable. Absolutely right, okay? It's terrible for the industry. Terrible for the industry, but great for everybody, right? What do you it's think? It's weird, Sarge? isn't it? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? <clears throat> there will be there will be a diminishing return point where is is the is the service model needed, as opposed to you saying, "Why am I paying this? There's only two or three games I want a year anyway. I'll just buy those two or three games and I'm good." Right. Right. Like, like we did before, like everyone, there were two or three games that everyone really wanted. And then the, the time that we weren't playing games or not giving uh, Microsoft $25 a month, right? I was going outside, riding a bike, going on dates, like doing something else besides playing a video game, right? But this time collapse of having to keep these kids on, right? I got to have you on at least two or three hours a day, right? Because you got to do the homework, right? You got to do the game homework, depending right. on what game you have. Right. I and I once again, it's amazing for indie devs. It's amazing because they can be sustained. If it's a decent game, they can get visibility, they can get a following. It works. But for the upper echelons, like the main AAA titles, if you're going on Game Pass, then there's no reason for you to care about your condition of the right. game. You just have to get it out, put it out there. <clears throat> Uh, Kujo asks, how is this bad for the industry? It's bad for the industry. I have a question for you. Uh, do you pay for Netflix? Do you pay for Netflix? Do you pay for Disney Plus? Do you pay for any streaming service at all? Okay. It, you don't got to make it complicated. It's just that if I don't have to do my best work in order to sell it. This is what I'm saying. Then, then I don't. How many? Right? How, if you have people Netflix are, right people, now. People are lazy by nature. But, but if you have Netflix right now, how many films are you watching on Netflix? And how many films out of that you watch are like fantastic things? They don't make a lot of great things on Netflix or any other streaming service. But what they do do is try to get as many brands that you know as possible and bring them onto their thing and say, hey, you can watch these movies here, right? Basically, what Game Pass is, and people are going to argue with me, which is fine, okay? Right now, nobody can see the forest through the trees, okay? They just see that this is the greatest value of ever, value. but they don't see that this will hurt the industry because if, if I'm a developer and I put a game out and if I'm working, let's say, three years and I put it out there and it doesn't sell, it just doesn't sell, okay? I, can, I have to make a good game. If it's a good game, 
it'll sell. People tell you if it's good or bad. That's just the way it is. That's the way the world works. They can tell what's a good product, what's not a good product. But it gets saturated because there's so many games and so many, so many. things. Okay? So what happens is these people make the game and they put it out there. And now they put it on Game Pass and they're like, well, Microsoft offered us 22% of our, of our total revenue that we made last year for this one game. Right? Or maybe they gave them $5 million for another game, and they put it on, that, on the platform. Well, we could just make another game. We could just make another game and put it on Game Pass, and we don't have to put as much effort in because they're gonna, they're gonna, it's just going on Game Pass. right? So the quality starts to drop. The quality starts to drop all around, right? And then you're just going to get one game, two games a year that you're like, oh, this is fantastic. But the rest of them just keep dropping because once it gets saturated, once the content comes down, why am I going to work three years when I can put one year in and get the same and, and, and get the same out of it, right? And then we could just we could just patch it, right? Right, and we'll just patch it afterwards, right? We'll patch it. Oh, we'll work on it later, right? You don't and if, have, you, and you if don't... there's a player base, then we'll support it. If there's no player base, then we just drop it, right? That's that's the way it works. Hence, why you're seeing games now. What you see now, this is why live service games. And the, and the best part is, if a game doesn't make it, it's your fault. Well, we just didn't have enough player base. We just didn't have enough player base, so we have to shut the servers down. It's no, no big deal. See you later, right? And, and that's just the way it is. Here, perfect example, okay? Killzone games. Killzone games no longer supports online multiplayer feature. Sony officially unplugged multiplayer servers for the most recently released Killzone games as previously announced by Guerrilla Games. In odd Killzone used to be Sony's biggest PlayStation game franchise, Killzone Shadowfall, released in 2013 as a player PlayStation 4 launch game, but nearly nine years later, Killzone has disappeared from the PlayStation properties. Fans of the franchise have also been able to hold on to the experiences due to the continued support of Killzone Shadowfall, multiplayer servers at least, and now they ended, unfortunately, with Sony pulling the plug on the, on the last online-enabled Killzone game servers. Now, it's, not, it's now confirmed that multiplayer servers of Killzone Shadowfall and well as PlayStation... Now, I know this is an example of it's an older game, but this is what happens. There's so many games out there that the player base can't be everywhere at all times, right? People are playing Fortnite and Minecraft and Destiny and New World, whatever the game is, right? Game companies used to brag about how many millions and millions of people were playing their game because there was less games, and now they... they they gloat about how many hundreds of thousands of people play their games because they don't need the millions of people. They just need the hundreds of thousands of people to, to play their game, right? <clears throat> Real quick, uh, Bacon says, the culture right now is to do the bare minimum to get by. Exactly. Kuju says, uh, see, but this goes back to what I, I pointed out before. They've been uh, putting out broken slash incomplete games long before Game Pass arrived. Sure, yes. but, but at the yes. same time, the games that were broke or unfinished were exposed, then talked about, and then people didn't play those games. But then there's the gems that come out. God of War, Spider-Man, Elden Ring. There's still bugs and glitches in certain games, but now they can just take all the games that are broke, buggy, unfinished, and put them on one platform. You pay 15 bucks a month, right? You don't care. But you don't, but you don't, but you don't get rid of the garbage. Right. right. If you if you have you a just company keep adding more garbage out, to if, the garbage if, pile. If you if you have a company that puts out mediocre games that are garbage, but they still get paid, they still get their cut because they're just good enough to be on Game Pass, and they just keep making it making them another shitty game, right? And so they never go away, right? The whole purpose of a, meta, a, a meritocracy is the best survive 
and and we grow, right? You're not supposed to keep the trash around you 24 seven. And then you're just sitting in a mound of shit the whole time. And like, well, this is how it is. It's such a great, it's such a great value. But so nobody goes away. Like you don't get rid of the trash. The, 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 the poor performers don't go away. And so we're just surrounded by mediocrity. It doesn't make sense. Like you're, you're supposed to, the, the best of the best survive and create the best games. That's how you ended up with Halo. That's how you ended up with God of War. Like these are the reasons why you ended up with these games. Developers got good enough, got together and made the creme de la creme of software. That's how it's supposed to be. We, I don't want to get too down. The, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole on Game Pass. We all, we've all discussed this multiple weeks. But all we're trying to say is, like, remember, remember these weeks that we talk about it, because when the time comes and they start having their chaos moment where people don't give a shit about the service anymore because everything on there is just garbage, right? Flooded by two or three titles to keep it interesting, right? Well, I just think that you're 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 supposed to be judged on your merits, and if the merits don't matter anymore, and you still get paid, then you don't care as much about making a better product because you know you only have to do the bare minimum. People are lazy by nature. Companies do the same thing. Right? If they don't have to work hard, they won't. That's how it works. Right. Well, here here's the here's the next thing I want to talk about. Right. Uh, Creature kind of brought it up for us. He says, Game Pass will lead to massive decline in quality and massive increase in microtransactions. Now, <clears throat> right now, Diablo 4 is like the, the big talking point. People are all over Diablo 4 because Diablo Immortal came out and people were, it seems like months ago that people were outraged and now people are, Diablo Immortal just keeps getting more steam. More people are playing Diablo Immortal. More money is being spent in Diablo Immortal. Sure. Right? Diablo 4 is coming out. And a survey reveals a battle pass and microtransaction plans. Now, That's the way I see this happening is that Microsoft, they've already said that Diablo is not a game that sells systems, which is just fucking bullshit, okay? It's not a big it, it, game that it, it, everyone needs to move. Diablo, right? Diablo used to sell PCs. Right. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Okay. Diablo is not that game that everyone, right? They're trying to downplay it as much as possible. Now, I don't know if they're going to do this, but I'm pretty sure they are going to do this, right? So they're talking about making this game a full-fledged $70 game, of course, with bonuses and uh, uh, you know, extended edition and gold platinum edition, whatever they come out with, right? It's going to be 75, 80, 90, 100, 120, whatever it's going to be, okay? They're going to take this game, and Microsoft's going to buy it, and they're going to put it over to, to Game Pass, right? Because then it's a basically a free-to-play game you're paying 10 15 bucks a month you're not paying 70 dollars and then paying for microtransactions i think 100 percent they're going to take this game it's going to be 70 dollars for everybody that has to buy it because they, they can get that money out of people because diablo is a game that comes out once a decade okay it's supposed to be no i know but, yes. but it's like once a decade and then people love diablo like people that love diablo Love Diablo. I mean, I think, I think, is it Dope or RB? I forget who it is. I'm, I apologize in chat. Tells me all the time they've been playing the same game for all these years and they keep updating it and stuff like that for Diablo 3, right? So they look at this in Todd Howard's words. That's lost money on the table, right? Because Skyrim was out there and they couldn't, they couldn't make that money. They're still, they're still mad. They're still mad about that, right? They're still mad. So, so obviously Microsoft buys Activision and once they do, once it goes through, okay, They'll take Activision 
and put it under Game Pass because it just makes sense, right? Why have someone pay $70? They can have the main Call of Duty or Diablo or whatever game they come out with on Game Pass, right? That's that big selling title because Halo's not selling it because Halo's not a make-or-break title for them, right? Nothing right. that Microsoft does is make-or-break or anything. They're just like, eh, whatever. We have these games that were sold consoles left and right, but eh, now they're, they're okay. Okay. Well, because well, because you, you have to you have to do the math. The math is now that the the percentage of people who play video games has grown exponentially over the last twenty years. Not only because more people are interested in games, but because games are given to you at birth, right? And you're growing up with games in your life the entire time. And so instead of stopping playing games at high school. Where the normal thing would be, we all stop playing games, we get a job and go to work and raise kids and go and raise a family because you don't have time for video games. We just packed up a, a carry-on basket of games and we're still going through our life with games. And so if we do that for everybody, that means in another 30 years, everyone on planet would have played some type of game, either phone, console, virtual reality, or PC. Right. Everyone. That's madness. The numbers are incredible. So if I charge for a service and I have the world paying me monthly, then I don't give a shit right. what's on the well, what's on the platform. I don't care. Here's here's what people don't understand either, right? The microtransactions in Forza and Sea of Thieves, Halo, any of the first party title type games. Now, I'm not saying that all these games are bad in any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is you're paying the $15 a month to have Game Pass, right? And then you get the plunder pass in Sea of Thieves. You get the the car pass, whatever it's called in Forza. You get the battle pass in in right. So that's ten, twenty, thirty dollars additional, right? Every couple of months. On top of that, right? They're just making more money off the microtransactions. Hence, why Diablo's microtransactions are going to be like forty five dollars for amount, twenty five dollars, forty five dollars for certain things. Because if they give away the game for nothing, and you pay the fifteen dollars a month because there's hundreds of games on that platform. You're not paying $15 for just Diablo. You're paying for the right. whole you're service, value. right? Value, the value. Yes. Then you're paying $45 for the, the the mount or whatever else, right? And that's what it is, right? That's that's where they want. So not only are they making money for the $15, which is $350 million a month for, for Xbox, it's the $20 a month for the Game Pass, or, or not the Game Pass, the Battle Pass, or this Battle Pass, or this Battle Pass, or that Battle Pass, or this one skin, or one that skin. First party titles, they're they're getting all that money on top of the Game Pass money on top of that, right? Right, and I know a lot of people look at me and say, "Well, you you, shrink, you just hate Microsoft." No, I'm telling you, as a concerned gamer, I know, right? As a Game Pass owner and with a child who every day is like, "Can I have that game? Can I have that game? Can I have that game?" I'm like, "Nope, nope, nope." Here's Game Pass, and like, I like Game Pass, right? Because it saves me a fortune, but I can see the forest through the trees. It's bad for the industry down the road, right? It's it's the blockbuster video. It's the Spotify. Like, the music industry has completely changed because of Spotify, right? The, the movie industry has completely changed because of Netflix and the streaming services. The video game industry is going to completely get dismantled. Just like the movie industry did, just like the the music market did, and I don't understand how people can't see it when the other two things are already in front of you. It makes no sense to me, right? But it's just like, eh, whatever, fine. It's, it, it is. It, listen, it's, it is what it is. Once again, 
I'm happy to be a part of the greatest gaming experiences to date. I'm completely okay with it. I've seen the titles. I've seen the growth of the companies. I've seen what they can do when they're the, the best of their game. I'm good. I, I, could, I could retire happy with my brain transferred into the consciousness of some machine later on down the road. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So the next big story we're going to talk about is Embracer Group. Embracer Group, everyone's giving Microsoft a problem because they can't buy Activision, Sarge. They just can't. If they do, it's a monopoly. They just can't do it. It's earth-shattering, right? Microsoft's trying to play it off. These games don't really sell that well. No one's buying yeah. systems for you, and it. And you believe that. Right? You believe that, right? Meanwhile, I think, I think Xbox is up to, just for the devs, I think they're up to like 40, 42 companies, I think. Right? You mean dev? You mean dev teams? Like studios, right? Okay. Right. How many studios do you think Embracer Group has? Uh, well, obviously this is a story, so I'm gonna say Embracer Group's balling. So let's we're gonna have to go higher. I'll, I'll say higher, Bob. How much higher, Sarge? Uh, I don't know. Double. All right. So eighty. You think about eighty, eighty-two? I'll give you eighty-five. Right. All right. Chat. Do you think? Do you think eighty is higher or lower than the actual price? Right? Do you think 80 is higher or lower than the actual uh, number that oh. they own? Oh, it's a tough question. Okay. Krebsy says 180. Okay. Do we think it's higher or lower than what Krebsy just said? <clears throat> Buck says lower than 80. Okay. It's 120 studios that they have purchased. They literally today, just today, Sarge, they picked up an additional four studios. And it just goes underneath the rug. Like nobody knows, right? They picked, they picked up multiple studios, okay? In addition to what I'm about to tell you they bought, right? They bought Kill Floor Studios, Tripwire Interactive, as well as Limited Run Games, which is especially in lush physical editions and otherwise digital indie games. Oh, Tuxedo Labs, and Studio Responds for Teardown, or Teardown. It's also the Embracer Group Studio under Saber Interactive subsidiary. All purchases price remain undisclosed for this. Very vague. Okay. And they also picked up an LA-based studio called Singtrix, which also joined in on the group uh, to specialize in karaoke systems, Sarge. Right? They're Ooh. buying, like, random shit. But here's the big thing they bought. Okay? Here's the big thing they bought. Okay? Embracer goes on a spending spree and buys Lord of the Rings IP rights. Okay? Now, like all of them? Like, everything. They don't own the literature. Everything? They don't own the literature of Tolkien's work, right? That's okay. still owned by Tolkien himself. Sure. Like the family itself. But Embracer just bought all the IPs so they can make the backpacks and the board games and the video games and the audio books or anything other than the actual literature that they was created. They can make whatever they want. Anything they want. They own out the rights of this. And... They don't tell you how much they paid for it. It's undisclosed right now, Sarge. Okay. And I don't know if this is good or bad. Okay. Because I, I look at this as going Disney bad, right? Disney bought Marvel and Marvel to me has turned bad. Disney bought Star Wars and Star Wars turned bad. Now, I'm not going to say that Embracer Group buying Lord of the Rings is going to turn bad, but Amazon bought 169 pages of what because they, they wanted they wanted what Embracer just bought, but they didn't want to sell to Amazon. Okay, instead these people sell to Embracer. Okay, and Rings of Power is coming out. So if if Embracer goes the route because the, literally they can make any game they want, 
They can make a Hobbit game. They can make Hobbit go-kart game. They could. They, they don't have to take anything and put it in the actual lore of Tolkien anymore. They could do anything they want. They can make the brawler of, of Lord of the Rings. They can make a real-time strategy game of Lord of the Rings. They can make a, uh, you know, a, a, a Beat Saber game of Lord of the Rings. They could do whatever they want with, with this stuff. What do you think, Sarge? Is this good or bad? Not for the industry as video games, but do you think it's good or bad for a large company like this that has their hands in so many different avenues to be in control of an IP like this? Well, if you're, if you're paying attention, and you should be paying attention because this is an actual industry that you're part of, um, there's a giant consolidation happening. It's been happening now for like the last five years, right? All the big guys are starting to gobble up the smaller guys, and they're making multiple massive studios so they can constantly have a fresh supply of games to put out every year, right? So you have to have a certain number of studios working. And so they're not the first, and they certainly won't be the last, right? I think I, I, if you look at it, I think we're probably going to end up with like eight or nine like mega, mega companies that have all the developers is what it looks like because they just keep getting gobbled up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just like anything else, the banks did it. Car companies did it, right? Uh, utility services did it. I mean, all once an industry gets to a certain point, it starts to happen. I mean, AT and T uh, owned WB, hence why the DC universe is shit. I mean, uh, I would look at this as a good thing, and I would be I would be mindful of making purchases in businesses that you know are going to be gobbled up because you. Get paid dividends in the long run. Well, you're talking about so, an investor thing. I'm talking about I, just the I, IP I, of Tolkien. No, no, I'm talking about it in all in all aspects. Because if listen, if you don't give a shit about cars, I understand that. But if you give a shit about video games, at least be part of it, be part of the conversation of what's going on. If if I I'm actually part of the goddamn industry, then I I'm gonna make choices that benefit me financially, right? If we if we're gonna end up with if there's 152 companies and we're gonna end up with eight. Uh, I think along the way, it's good to think about how to make some money along the way. Well, I, I don't think it's bad. It's part of business. You're looking at it because of everything else that you've seen afterwards. Now, I don't know what the morals and scruples are of Embracer Group, right? If I thought, if I, if I thought about it like old Sarge did back in the day, or young, I'm sorry, old young Sarge did back in the day, I would say I'd be excited for a new Lord of the Rings game, right? That would be the first thing that came to right. mind. Right? right, you own all the properties for Lord of the Rings. That means we're eventually we'll be getting another Lord of the Rings game. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. Well, that would getting, just be the check bark, the check box. Well, we're getting that Gollum game, Sarge. That's everyone asked for. Gollum. Yeah, game. yeah, it's not going to be. Gonna be well, Gollum's coming out. It's delayed. I, that, that's great. I'm, I'm well, there there Gollum. was a new Lord of the Rings game on the way from Take Two, and the company that made pro, uh, props and did special effects for the movies, uh, but it got canceled. Right, so. New Lord of the Rings game on the way. For, oh, a new Lord of the Rings game on the way from the company that made the props. And so they actually, sorry, it's not canceled. Uh, the company that helped make the movies is actually making a video game. So Lord of the Rings game is on the way. In the time of Take-Two Interactive Private Division, the publishing label is known for games like Outer Worlds. The upcoming Lord of the Rings game will focus on a new story set in Middle-Earth. In the press release, Amy Wolken. That's, that's not a good sign when the person's name is Wolken, like Woken. 
uh, headed interactive Weta Workshop said that the privilege to create a new game in the Middle Earth, especially one that's different from what the fans have played previously. As fans ourselves, we're excited the gamers to explore Middle Earth in a way that never before uh, have never had before introduced a new fans to the magic of Lord of the Rings. Here's here's my thing. I'm excited that someone will start making Lord of the Rings games again. Yeah. But I just hope that Embracer Group hires people that have the decency, the morals, the integrity to stick to what the lore of Lord of the Rings is, right? Like, again, I don't want to see hobbits and go-karts doing a a go-kart track. You you see what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want to see stuff like that. No, I'd be more along the lines of seeing Total War with Lord of the Rings. That would be awesome. Like that, like, or another Lord of the Rings RTS, sure, or an adventure game. You know, the Shadow of Wardor game was a decent one. I, Paul's, I would, I Paul's would take, talked about it. I would take a game. Hold up! Don't don't kill me yet, chat. I would take a game like Gotham Knights. What I mean by that is a co-op, even Marvel's Avengers, where it's a co-op game, where you're the Fellowship of the Ring. And you're fighting along each other, right? Like a co-op game where you're fighting along with four, five, six of your friends. That would be something cool, right? Lord of the Rings Fortnite event incoming. That's right. Right? Like, that would be interesting to me if if you could have a game like that. Now, I don't want Gotham Lights for Lord of the Rings. I don't want Avengers. But I'm talking about just the that type of game where you can co-op with someone you know maybe one night you're playing with three of your friends and then all of a sudden you go to six or seven you can have the fellowship and you're all going on an adventure together that would be pretty cool right i don't know something like that i just hope because of what happened i know embracer's not disney i know they're not at&t well what's what's their what's their what's their um their resume they have everything just gaming no, well, companies, what, they have 120. What? They they own so many things. No, but what's like what's the stars in their portfolio? Like what are they? What are they? What are they known for? They're known to buying like, up things. That's what they're known for. No, I I get that. Embracer Group, but I think Embracer Group we talked about in the past. Isn't it a group of like young entrepreneurs who who invested in gaming? Isn't that what the, is? Isn't that what Embracer Group yeah, so, is? <clears throat> Embracer Group. Uh, let's see here. I'm pretty sure we talked about this. I'm pretty sure that's what it is group of investors who yeah, know all about the industry. They have 12,000 employees total. Uh, let's see, subsidiaries. Woo! All right. This, this is a list of the subsidiaries, Sarge. This is the subsidiaries here. The, the, list is, the, the list is long, okay? They, they own all, all, of, all of these game companies and all of these franchises and all of these. <clears throat> they, they own THQ, Nordic. Uh, right, we're talking about a lot of guy. We're talking about a lot of stuff here. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're, I mean they're they're known buying up games. Now, I just hope now we've heard in other other things that they're hands off, like they buy the company, they let the company do what they need to do. That's okay. because now that's because they are gamers. Right. They let they let them do what they need to do. But we'll see how it works out though with the IP now with Lord of the Rings, right? I guess I'm just worried that there's just another IP that they're just going to fuck up. Well, I, I, listen, I, I understand your reaction because you've been alive long enough to know about the negativity, but at least at least give them benefit of the doubt. Let them fuck up first before you say, I told you so. All right. Don't say don't 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 say that they're going to fuck it up because, listen, if 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 there's a way to make money out of something, they're going to find a way. And if you own all the IP of Lord of the Rings, then you got something in mind. 
right? You don't buy up the entire IP of Lord of the Rings and th- and just hang on to it. Like that would be a move I like talked about last week. I, I, that's the kind of move I would do to Madden or for FIFA. Like I would I, I would buy it out. I'd buy the licensing out from underneath EA and then do nothing with it. <laughs> Let EA try to figure out what game they're actually going to make to make money on instead of selling <laughs> soccer again with their damn cards. Well, that's fantastic. Sarge doesn't know what I'm I'm doing, but that's the next story, actually. So EA will honor the biggest pricing error ever they've ever seen. Okay, now I remember a couple of weeks ago someone found uh, Anthem at, at at GameStop for what was it, a penny? penny? Well, this is close, Sarge. Overpriced. This is this is this is this is close. EA uh, went live by accident. Okay, so in India, <laughs> in, in India, Epic Games Store pre-purchased for FIFA 23 recently went on sale in India for 4.880 rubies, which comes out to about six cents US. The price was <laughs> the price was an error. Of course, FIFA 23 is meant to be priced around 34.99 in Indian rupees, uh, which comes about 44 dollars and 17 cents in the US. Okay, so how many copies? How many copies? Uh, I don't know if they tell you the copies. Um, Oh my god, that's price! I don't think they tell you the 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 amount of copies. But what happened was that they they basically sold it for a penny, and they're going to honor it, Sarge. And I was like, well, good for them. I was like, not that it fucking matters. Not that it matters because the all the the ultimate team they're going to make their money back in like the first day. Right, they don't care. That's that's my point. They don't give a shit. If if anything, this shows us. <laughs> they don't care. If anything shows us, this is exactly what they could do. Just give the game away for free, right? And then people would just pay for the the Madden thing anyway for FIFA, for Madden, for anything yeah. else. Yeah, that that that's a joke. I always I was I was watching George. I, there's a comedian out. He's he's part Indian, and uh, Russell Peters is his name. Uh, he's a comedian, and he does the bit of uh, which nationalities are the most cheap. And he says that we keep the Jewish around just to make them feel better. But Indians, <laughs> Indians are the cheapest is what he keeps saying. Right. And so I thought about that immediately when, when 30 said it, because I'm thinking now that India who loves soccer, by the way, they love soccer. They, they were able to get a soccer game for six cents. And you know, they don't care about microtransactions because they're, <laughs> they're not going to buy them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're me. Right, I don't, I don't buy microtransactions. It's yeah. hilarious. It's hilarious to think that they sold games in India for six cents. I'm jealous. Actually, and I, then I actually might buy the FIFA game for six cents, and they yeah. don't care. That just because it shows you how much money they make on microtransactions. That's what well, it shows you. Well, Sarge, of course they love microtransactions because they're making them for you, Sarge, not for you personally, oh. but for for gamers. EA says <laughs> that consumers. players love loot boxes. They just love loot boxes, okay? The controversy surrounding video games using monetization loot boxes continues to un- unbait across the industry. While some countries like Belgium and Netherlands have banned loot boxes, other regions, including the United States, have allowed the practice to go on without regulation. Defensive practice within, uh, defense of the practice within the gaming industry at in times have been questionable. Just the latest example of Electronic Arts, which claims that FIFA players love loot boxes in the franchise. Eurogamer recently reached out to Electronic Arts regarding loot box practices in the FIFA franchise following the decision of the UK government not to regulate the practice. Now, EA responded with a statement defending the practice. While it believes that FIFA Ultimate Team and uh, the loot boxes are necessary, in that statement, EA explains that it believes that the FIFA loot boxes are part of the FIFA that players love. 
noting that they have been part of the, of the FIFA franchise for over a decade. That's right. So what they're actually telling you, that's what I hear out of that, is that they're part of the culture. They've, they've conditioned you for the last decade to, to have these in the game, that this is part of the core of the game. You know what I'm saying? They literally said that loot boxes is FIFA, right? Loot boxes are part of FIFA that the players love, noting that they have been part of the franchise for over a decade. That's the core of the game, Sarge. The loot boxes are the core of FIFA, right? Expanding on that why players love FIFA loot boxes, EA says that fans love the game reflects the real-world excitement and, and strategy of building and managing a squad. As for monetization aspect of that, EA says that giving players the choice to spend if they want is, is, uh, to is fair. And the, and the argument is that they repeated by EA with the company of asserting it's spending real money on FIFA loot boxes entirely optional. This is common refrain of defense of the loot boxes and has been repeated by the ESA and also by the U.S. Video Game Industry Large Trading Association. EA's statement continues by saying that it doesn't encourage spending over-earning rewards uh, through gameplay. Further, EA claims that a vast majority of the loot boxes open in FIFA games are not purchased with real money and that 9 out of the 10 open of uh, Ultimate Team packs in FIFA are earned. Sure. Because you only need 20%. Because 20% makes 80%, right? So, of course, majority of the player base is not buying loot boxes. That's not the problem. The problem is that loot boxes themselves are in the game, and they're saying that it's the core, the core of the game. Without loot boxes, the FIFA players would not buy FIFA, right? They wouldn't play FIFA, Sarge. What do you think about this? I try not to think about it, because <laughs> if, I wanted to be realistic, if I wanted to be realistic about it, there's only so many players that are play soccer. So once you have those guys, then the other, the other people who have it shouldn't. I, I, I should be able to play against somebody who has the same guys as me. That's not a realistic game. How can we both have Messi, right? The, everybody can have everybody, right? So basically, it's, a, it's an army of clones who are, who are rated at 95 who I'm playing soccer with. Yeah, you can have right? multiple of the same character <laughs> on the team if you want. Right? So it's, it's listen, I, I get it. It's a moral. It's a for me. It's a moral thing. I know it's a business thing. I don't care anymore. I'm not part of it, so it doesn't bother me anymore. But however, to to say for years that microtransactions isn't part of the game because the game is the game, and then all of a sudden, once again, AEA just does a 180 and says the core of the game is microtransactions. Yeah, no shit. That's what we've been telling you for the last five years. That the microtransactions is the core of the game, not soccer, just the microtransactions. Right. And and you honoring a game being put on sale for a, uh, four cents and not giving a shit about it six cents, proves six cents. sorry proves how much money that you make that you don't care about it. Right. Last week we talked about EA telling you that single player games are very important to them, even though EA is the same people that said single player games are dead. Right. EA will say anything and anything to make people right. They're like, no, no, yeah. loot boxes are the kinder egg of, of video games. And then FIFA players love, love loot boxes. They love loot boxes. Ghost Dragon says, yeah, the players don't love loot boxes. They need them to compete. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah, you could earn everything in the game. I think someone did an article, and I forget, and pardon me if it's not verbatim, but I'm pretty sure it takes you something along the lines to get the high-end card. I forget if it was Madden or FIFA. It would take you seven years to get... What? But there's card. a new game every year. But there's a new and game you, every year, and, exactly. And you're resetted every year. But you could earn it, Sarge. You could yeah, but earn you can re that. But you're resetted every game. year. So if I spend eight grand 
in 2022 to get my great team. Then I have to spend another eight grand in 2023 to get this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mental. It's mental. I, bro. I, I just realized the last time I per had to be about 14, 15 years ago because I stopped playing when I saw them putting in the ultimate team. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Right. I was like, I'm not going to pay to get cards. They were in the game where I could, like, you were just trade the players from the other team. Like, that was part of the, that was part of the franchise mode, right? Like, you would play a game and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to get Messi on my team and trade him and then try to upgrade and try to, try to trade certain people or bring people up from the, that was the game. Now it's sell you the cards to make your team better and you get the same card. But instead of it's common or uncommon or whatever else, it's three star, four star, five. Yeah, that's that's not soccer anymore. You could literally go play fantasy soccer, and it costs you zero dollars. You can go, you could do it right now and manage your team, and it costs you zero dollars. You can do it with your friends and everything but else. You're not, but you're not actually playing. Yeah, you're not actually playing either uh, with that game either. <clears throat> the last FIFA game I played, uh, I would have to look on my shelf over here. I want to say it's. 2009, 2008, I don't know. I don't remember. One of those. The last time I, but the last time, it's, it's well over a decade. I'll tell you that. No, it's, it's, it's past 14. It's, 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 it's in the 90s. No, I'm sorry. Early, mid 2000s. The, the, the O's. Yeah, it's, in the, the, it's O's. in the early 2000s. All right, next story. Sony patent systems for blocking potential spoilers. Uh, in user-generated content. This is interesting. Interesting, Sarge. So one of Sony's more noteworthy uh, uh, advisors is featured by the name of Spoiler Block Service, as described in the company's latest patent submission form. According to the patent, the company is working on a way to block potential content spoilers in user-generated content from ever popping up, which would be a huge boon for story-heavy games that have historically released on PlayStation with great success. <laughs> now, following... Uh, following the footsteps of Sony's browser-based cloud gaming patent, the, the proper spoiler blocking uh, functionality is still uh, conceptualized <laughs> stages of development by the looks of it. The patent explains how Sony wishes to reduce the stress felt by spoiler-verse players when engaging with the community and aims to accomplish this by attaching the metadata of some sort of specific objects in given instances for user-generated content. Ideally, this would lead, lead to situations where spoilers are blanked out or otherwise hidden away according to the patent's question. I have a question, good Sarge. Luck. Good, good luck with that. I have a question. Good luck wouldn't, with that. Wouldn't this be considered, like, if I just shut my camera off right now, right? Like, if I just shut my camera off right now, isn't that spoiler-free? Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, who's coming into a stream going, playthrough of newest said game, okay, and someone comes, someone comes in and goes, ah, I don't want to be spoiled. Then don't watch. What am I supposed to do? Are you no, going to talking? Are you going to put a blur no. on the screens for the boxes no. that pop up? Like, what's going to no. happen? No, they're they're talking about being able to stop people who who make their channels based off spoilers and no, things. They're talking about the in the game. If you're watching the game, the blocks would come up and block out spoilers. Yeah, so you couldn't watch somebody play a game. It would block out things. Yeah. I mean, that's mental. That's mental. Good luck with that. Here, right here, it says game client, uniform data system, console system software, trophy, uniform data, other data sources, help service, game plan, UGC tagging, other services. Like, I don't 
remotely networked server. It, it, it would block off stuff on the thing. Sony is doing everything it can to prepare for the next stage of game streaming craze. Some may recall that the company submitted a special helper mode. That, that was the stupidest thing ever. We talked about that like last year. It's not imp impossible that Sony would also base the spoiler blocking feature on some underlining code that could be shared between the different patent functionalities as described as the official listing. In fact, now that the, PS, the PS Plus Extra pre Premium have established a pattern, and Sony managed to establish said service in a renowned format, and very well, it could also be a company that is hoping to host dedicated streaming services of all of its own things. Oh, this is why they want to get away from physical media. Because if it's streamed from their servers, then they could 100% control what people can see and not see. Yes. So if it's day one, you're streaming a game, then all of a sudden it pops up and says, oh, no, no, you're not going to spoil this for anybody. Because it's running on their server. Right. So right? you basically <clears throat> couldn't play you don't, their you games. Don't, you, right. You don't own the game. That's right. the whole thing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't play their games. Right. That's what I'm getting at, chat. Is that what you're getting at? Or is it, do, am, I, am I reading that wrong? It's a good point, Mantis. Good point. What did Mantis say? It's a good point. Why are we, we pushing don't, push, don't, don't all talk about responsibilities that, on the streamer? If you don't want spoilers, take some fucking personal responsibility. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, Those if, are you bad don't want, words, if you don't want Mantis. me to spoil something for you. Those are bad words. You can't talk like that. I don't, I don't understand. If I don't want to be spoiled by something, hey, brand new game came out. Hogwarts Legacy. I'm playing it day one. Someone comes to the stream. Oh, Oh, you ruined it for me. You're here. You're watching me play the game. I'm experiencing it for the first time just like you would be. Of course you're going to get spoiled. I, don't, I, I just don't understand. I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's, another, it's another conversation to push the no, conversation Mantis, down. No, joking to, with you. Control. I'm not saying you the control. The control. If I control the game, I control what you can see, right? If I if I own the game, it's my server. You can't do it. You can't do it because I'm in control of the game, right? That's that's the whole point. The whole point is control, right? You don't want to be under the guise of we're protecting you from spoiling, is the guise of we control the game. <clears throat> but that's what it is. If you're playing a game, and I haven't played that game, why would I join you? Like right now, if there's a game, we all we all do this right now. Game comes out day one, all of us saying, all right, well, I'll, you guys literally come in and go, hey, I'm just stopping in to say hi. I'm just letting you know I don't want to get spoiled because I'm playing the game. And, and you're educated enough to go, okay, I'll see you later. I'm like, all right, cool, see you later because I'm playing the game. Other people that don't care because they're like, hey, I'm just going to watch because I don't give a shit. I'm not going to buy this game. I want to see what it is. And they, they experience it through themselves. So now Sony's taking it upon themselves to just block it out to people because they're like, we don't want anyone spoilers. So how does that work then for like Twitter or anything else, right? You could still block it out in streaming services, but I could be on Twitter going, hey, hey, hey. I could put it on Instagram. I could, I could do anything else. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Not until the control is complete. I think this is being, <clears throat> being misrepresented. Is it, Creature? This sounds like a feature to me that would allow someone to stream the game spoiler free. How would that work? Think about this. Tell, is, tell, is, is someone murders black, someone. I'm playing is, is a game. It black boxes. Right. Someone murders somebody boxes. on the game, right? So let's say character A stabs <laughs> character B. Does a big black box come over? And you're like, wait a minute. I don't know who character A and B is. Even though just five seconds before, A was talking to B. There's two people on the screen. One's dead. 
Like, how are you not going to know? If I say fuck you right now and a spoiler comes up and then beeps it out, you know what I said. Are they going to block out the, the words on the screen? So basically, they're going to blur it out, block it out, smudge it, do something. I don't understand. I didn't say it made sense. Or would it, <clears throat> would it work? That's just how it read <clears throat> to me. I, it just, just doesn't I, I like make sense to, to me how they would do I'll, it. I like to see how it would work. Look, I, I, I totally get I, it. I, I can't wait to see how they're going to control my video games even further. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited that they're, you're going to be able to tell me whether or not I can watch a game or not. I'm excited. Well, even, even audio, Tujo, would, would spoil it. They'd be like, I'm going to kill you, you MFR, and be like, oh, no, Tony killed me. Don't kill me, Tony. And, 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 and like, it's, it's all spoiled. Everything's spoiled. I don't understand. So basically, they just want to kill streaming. They don't want anyone to stream their games day one. I don't. I don't understand what this. You, you, this... you won't. You won't be able to stream the game. That would make more unless, sense. When you say unless, when you say spoiler when you say spoiler tree spoiler free, you mean that you can't, you can't watch it at all. Right. No. Unless you play for the PlayStation Plus Premium, and then you can spoil everything you want as long as you pay the eighteen dollars oh, yeah. a month. Right. There you go. That makes more sense. All right. The next story. This one's funny to me. Okay. This is how you know people are. They just love what they love, right, Sarge? <laughs> Bethesda fans, I love them because I think people love Fallout because of the Fallout mods, okay? I think people love Skyrim because of the Skyrim mods. Not because of Bethesda. Like, they thank Bethesda for making the game, but they hate Bethesda for not fixing their game. And the modder community comes in all the time and fixes their games, right? So Starfields, we're, we're still out seven, eight months, right? So read the title here, Sarge. Starfield modders are already preparing to fix the game's bugs, right? So the modders, they're like, we're so excited. We just can't wait to fix the bugs that are going to be coming out in Starfield. Okay. Like, is this make any sense to anybody? <laughs> right? Starfield has been in development for over seven years. Shortly, Bethesda releases Fallout 4 back in 2015 and shapes up to be the massive sci-fi RPG, encompassing numerous plans while other features space gameplay. Bethesda is well known for ambitious RPGs. Now, it's partially due to this issue that Bethesda games tend to have very strong modding communities that take matters into their own hands when it comes to polishing up the game's issues, refining gameplay, and adding new features. Now, Starfield Community Patch... <laughs> will have a scope similar to the bug-fixing mods of Skyrim and Fallout. It'll also be focused on correcting errors and glitches rather than adding new content. The mod seeks to correct the misplayed objects, scripted errors, broken quests, gaming, breaking exploits, missing attributes, games data, and spelling errors. The patch organizer explicitly stated that it will not be adding new content such as the new quests or items, won't be making balance changes outside and very obvious errors, and making any other tweaks that is against the original version of the game, the community patch will be posted. I have a question. How come we have a roadmap for the fucking modders before the game comes out? <laughs> right? This is a fucking roadmap. This is a roadmap. Listen, so... This is a patch so community roadmap of what they're so, going to do for Starfield. So basically, the fan base for Bethesda is so ridiculous at this point that they're already gearing up waiting to fix the broken game that's going to come out. That's like basically waiting for the arsonist to light the fire. Yeah. So you can, so you can be there to put it out. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What, what are you guys doing? This is... I already know. I, I want to laugh. Know, I want to laugh. Know the game's going to be right. screwed. They're like, we're already waiting. Yeah. We got they, it. 
the modders, the people that are the fans of all fans, right? They love Bethesda games. These guys are like, yeah, we're ready. This is this is the Coast Guard. This is the Coast yeah. Guard for Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, here comes the next game, guys. We're are you guys not, ready? Are you guys not, ready for 24-hour nights? Like, because we got to <laughs> fix their game. You're not, you're not going to release Cyberpunk on our watch. That's right. <laughs> we're not going to have another Fallout 76 in our hands. Like, what are we talking about here? If only the development team had the passion of the modders. Like, seriously. <laughs> if only if only the people who made the game cared as much about it as the modders if, do. If this title said Starfield devs are already preparing to fix the game's bugs, that would make much more sense, right? But no, the Starfield modders, right? There's already people that are modders for the game. Game's not out yet, okay? And yet they have a roadmap. They're telling you what they're going to fix, Sarge. Meanwhile, the the devs are like, yeah, whatever. Like, Unbelievable. They're like, we don't don't worry about it. We got our we got we got we got our team of freebies behind us. Don't worry. What you gonna do? I can't laugh because if I laugh, I can't I can't stop I coughing. I can't. I can't. This is this is this is how broken this is how broken the system is. That the the people who don't get paid and love the game more than the people who actually make the game, and are getting paid. Free labor. All right. Yeah. Real quick. Yep. These are quick stories. I'm just going to give you the information. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, so, Sarge, I know you're not a big Dragon Ball Z fan, but Fortnite does it again. No. Fortnite has a Dragon Ball Z crossover event kicking off uh, tomorrow, which was three days ago, which came out already. Um, <clears throat> it looks fantastic. Right? I'm, I'm, sure not, I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan, right? But. It's amazing to me that Fortnite yet does it again with another huge IP that they bring into their world. And I just think it's another feather in the cap for Epic to withstand. Like, they're, they're making something big in the background, right? Obviously, this is multi-promotional uh, for Dragon Ball Z, right? The, the funny part is that I guarantee you that we're looking at this wrong. We think that Fortnite's approaching Dragon Ball Z and saying, hey, we'll pay you to have Dragon Ball Z in the no, they approach them and say, hey, I noticed you have something coming out soon. Would you like to put your characters inside of Fortnite? Okay, <clears throat> we'll sign a deal where we'll put your characters in the whatnot. We'll pay you a small, you know, IP or whatever, and then you make all the money or we make 30% or whatever it is, right? They have to be doing something because you can't get Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Dragon Ball Z, Matrix, whatever it is, right? They just... they. Put it in, right? Put it in. So Dragon Ball Z is in Fortnite. Next story. Amy Henning, Marvel Games, is ensemble not focused on single. Now, the, the girl's name that you're hearing, Amy Henning, developer, lead developer that was working on that Star Wars game that we were going to see, which is that we saw at the, you know, a couple years ago that was beautiful. You, like, walked outside the door. You saw the TIE fighter fly ahead. And, and they canceled it. And it was, like, 80% done, and they canceled it. Well, now she moved over to this other company. And but surprise, surprise, 80% done means that's Jedi Fallen Order 2. No, it's, it's not going to be done. <laughs> right. So Disney gives a tease as to what Marvel Skydance Media and Amy, Amy Henning have in store for Game Showcase talking, taking place at D23. So on September 9th, Skydance Media is going to announce, uh, Disney and them are going to announce multiple games. There's a game, they've games plural, showcase, 
Okay, Game Showcase. It's plural, Sarge. So Disney and Marvel Game Showcase, meaning there's multiple games coming out with either Disney slash Marvel in it. Now, I don't know if that's the Star Wars game underneath that Disney, uh, but we definitely know there's a Marvel game. So there's rumors that the Black Panther Marvel game, there's a rumor about the Iron Man Marvel game, there's a rumor about this uh, Fantastic Four or X-Men type of game coming out. So hopefully on September 9th, we'll find out more information about the game showcase and what Disney has in store uh, for us. One more story, Sarge. One more. One more. This is this is interesting. I saw this the other day. I went to what the hell was I? I was at a Best Buy. I was at a Best Buy, and they had a cabinet of of Pac Man. Then next to that, in a box, they had a cabinet of Galact Galactica, Galaga, Galaga, right? And then they had a uh, a cabinet of NFL Blitz. Okay, and I would look at this and went, oh man. I was like, I always wanted an NFL Blitz, and I always wanted, like, the World Series baseball and stuff like that, or Golden Tee. Oh, that's the other one that was there, Golden Tee, right? So now, like actual arcade cabinet you're talking about? Yeah, it's an arcade cabinet, but it's a miniaturized arcade cabinet. It's not the one that you set up on your table, but it's the standing one that they put up on a box, so it's, it's, it's high enough for you. Here, I'll show you. Uh, this is... This is the... And why, and why does Best Buy have this? They're, they're selling these. This is what it is. So... Chris Carter playing, uh, you know, he's got the golden tee in the background. He's got NBA Jam in the background. He's got the Pac-Man one in the background. And then he's got the NFL Blitz. So basically, he's, he bought all the ones at Best Buy. Okay. They're, they're around $300, three dollars dollars $400. I don't okay. understand. I'm, is, this, is this because it looks like the normal size thing because he's small or no, 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 because no. he's big? It no, looks, he's I don't understand player. what's happening. He's not small. They, they have, they have a, a, a stand underneath it, like a box that it comes with it, which is sold separately, by the way. Stand. It looks like one. It looks like the cabinet. No. Okay. Look. Wait. Oh, wait, wait, missing, oh, you're six inches. That's six inches no, at the, the bottom. The bottom is 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 a good foot. It's one foot tall. A foot. Yeah, it's a foot. It's a it's a it's a box sold separately. The stand to put your arcade game on. So really, it's for children because if you take that foot away, right? It's for but kids if you out. take that foot, it's a, for adults now. Sorry. The foot gives you the adult. Like you buy. So it. so it, it's a three hundred dollar cabinet. But if I add the foot more cabinet, it's a nine hundred dollar cabinet. So that extra extra foot is the eight hundred dollars. Yeah, something difference. like that. So no, I don't a, understand. It, it, it's four. I think it's four hundred. I think. Let me see what the price is. Why wouldn't I just buy a full size cabinet? Why am I buying a cabinet and buying a box to make it the height right? What am I doing? Well, the thing is, <clears throat> what am I doing? There's a What's comeback. The there's a comeback. See here, you can see it much better now in this picture. Four player blitz. I got you. Okay. This is this is. Much better. See how big the thing is at the bottom? Oh, that, my God. That's tremendous. That might be a foot and a half. I'll be honest with you. Okay. But that, that is tremendous. This is a craze coming back where they're selling arcade cabinets. Think about this for a second. We are now moving all games to a streaming service as Game Pass and PS Plus Premium. Okay. For $15 and $18. And people can literally go out and buy a Madden game, or I'm sorry, an NFL Blitz game for the old system, but they would rather buy a $300, $400 arcade, stand-up arcade, put in their house to dedicate just to play. This is not Blitz with 100 other games on the system. This is literally just Blitz. It's just Blitz like it was in the, in the old days with the cabinet, right? Chat and Sarge, are you, you better have are you? You better interested have you better one. <clears throat> well, uh, of course, of course, we're all interested. But is your wife interested? 
Nostalgia sells. Uh, I does, know, does but your wife is your wife interested? And do you have a man cave? <clears throat> That's those are the big questions right there. But look, if I could buy a stand-up console or arcade cabinet with a thousand games, like the house I stayed in in North Carolina had the old Atari games all on one cabinet. Like you could play every single arcade game ever created. It was like a thousand games on this thing. Okay, sure. But to buy just NFL Blitz, is this something that, I don't know. I Back in the day, I, I, I want to own the original cabinet of NFL Blitz, okay? Now, don't get me wrong, though. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Give me a Turtles on Time, or you give me a X-Men game, I think I might, be, I might buy a cabinet. I would buy a cabinet if, if, if that was the case. And not for one game, Gator says. That's what I'm saying. With the one game, I, it, it feels a little weird to me for the one game. But it, they're making a huge comeback. I don't know. I don't know about a huge comeback. Space is limited. Your wife's gonna hate you. You gotta have a man cave, and you have a video game system that has a thousand games on it, and you have Game Pass. I don't. I don't understand what you need a giant cabinet for in your house. Oh shit! They they do. do you they do have you play it time, that sorry. much? They have teams and turtles in time. Do you really play it that much? Right now, now if you're telling me there's a service where they change out the game every three months. Then maybe maybe you're talking to me, not, right? Not, if, not, if I love if I love cabinets that much that I could change out the cabinet game every three months or so, then maybe, then maybe. But all I can keep thinking of is at this day and age, I can have a cabinet that has like multiple games inside it. Who gives a shit about the mini version cabinet with a four foot fucking stand? I don't understand what we're doing. Right? How broken is the thought process? I want a smaller game, but sell me a two-foot box to put it on right. top of. Tell me, sell me a, a, a game that's not the actual <laughs> game, but it's on the game. Well, Buck, that's what I'm saying. Like, I own an original Miss Pac-Man machine, okay? There's something about, like, if you told me that NFL Blitz cabinet, full-size cabinet, that's something I would collect. But these little ones, I, I just don't get it. I, I literally have... This next to me that has, like Sarge just said, a thousand games on it. And then I have PlayStation. Then I have Nintendo Switch. I could get a copy of NFL Blitz on the Nintendo, right? Or on one of the old systems to play. Not like I need to go buy this version of it. It's just, it's just weird to me. This is she shed. I love it. 20 bucks for the game and another $280 for the stickers on the it. side. Exactly. I love it. Oh my, my wife God. does hate it. But she has a she shed. So free reign, baby. Hey, if if you could get a man cave because you had to give a she shed, so be it. Right? But then if she has a she shed and you have a man cave, who the fuck's living in the house? Right? Is anybody in the house at that point? Is the kids? Are your kids in the house? And they're just run mucking in the house now because you're in your man cave and she's in her <laughs> she shed and the kids just have, they're like, I have a 1,200 mini, square foot house over here. Many cabinets. Uh, this is where we are right now. Many cabinets. I, is it is it the stand? How much is the stand? Is the stand as I'm much? I'm telling you, the stand is like a full like size 100, 150 bucks. Yeah. So just give me the full size cabinet. I don't understand. Is it is it so it can go up and downstairs or something? I don't know. The dirty kids are. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I found this out pretty cool. Charge uh, uh, on Monday. I found this out. It's uh, Google is embedding cloud gaming right into the search results. Right now, I don't have Google browser up, but. If you type in, let's say, like Halo or 
uh, you know, any any type of first party game, it brings you yeah. where you can play it directly through the streaming service. Like it'll bring you to that Project X Cloud, and you can start playing the game. I did it, and I saw Destiny pop up. I typed in Destiny Two. Destiny Two popped up. You hit play. It takes you right to Stadia. Right, you can start playing on Stadia and so on and so forth. So they've done this, and I, I think this is pretty interesting because now you don't even need Stadia. Like you don't need a you don't need a system or anything. Obviously, the membership you still have to buy, but if I want to, I can just type in here real quick. I go to, I go to. Little infinite. And I scroll down here. It should say, it's not going to say it now. The hell. It was here the other day, and now it's not here. I guess they, they turned it off. But right here. Right underneath the Halo Infinite, you would click on it. It says play, and then it would just take you right to the game. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty neat. Well, I'm a liar. Unless they – someone else try it and see if it works for you guys because it's not working on my, on my browser. And I'm in Chrome right now. So apparently uh, I'm a liar. Uh, oh, God. And I think <clears> – oh, one more story. One more story. GTA Online players are praising invite-only and private lobby changes. Now, I don't know what this is. We're going to read it real fast. After Grand Theft Auto Online received an update last month, they added a highly requested feature in private lobbies. Player numbers have been considerably up, and popularity of the title hasn't been quite up the levels that it was saw during the start of the pandemic. Now, when 200,000 concurrent players were common in occurrence, however, following the debut of the new GTA Online Criminal Enterprises for private and invite-only lobbies, only on July 26, players rejoiced by crowding servers. Now, after the release of the patch, which are included in the, the, uh, the nerf of most of the uh, overpowered cars in the game. Let's see. GTA Online nearly hit a peak of 200,000 players for the first time since the update in July of 2021. Now, Criminal Enterprises, players get to enjoy new contract missions as well as a brand new Operation Paper Trail. I don't know what they did. Did they, did they make the servers uh, running green fingers nerfed and, not, and no longer able to ruin people's uh, runs? So apparently they, they, they turned it down. Since we're doing everything in the private lobbies, Update GTA Online got significant raises in activity. So basically they made the private lobbies more private. Uh, so they, they did an update eight years later, Sarge, to make the private lobbies more private. Right, so you know, so if you're doing a mission, someone will just come over with a rocket, rocket motorcycle and just blow you up for no reason? Yeah. So I don't know why all of a sudden our... I went to go look up Halo Infinite, and all of a sudden my audio is changed. Uh, but it's okay. It's the end of the show. I do appreciate everyone coming out. Episode 322 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us each and every single week. Uh, as of right now, Thursday next week is up in the air. We don't know if we're doing a show, uh, and I'll tell you more on Monday about why that is. Um, so other than that, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Uh, if you like what you see, you can help us out by going above and beyond that by becoming a member. You can gift memberships. You can do super chats. You can do special thanks after the fact as well. Uh, you don't have to do any of that. It's free content each and every single week. We do appreciate you. If you hit that share, like, and subscribe button, it helps us out uh, a lot as well. Please go check out 30 and Still Gaming on this channel. There's lots of other videos and live streams that we do. Uh, Mondays through Thursdays, we do a daily grind in the mornings from 10 o'clock in the morning. At night, we do 30 plays. Next week is going to be a little light on the night shift uh, because uh, my wife's going out of town and uh, 
Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do the night shift after kids. So uh, other than that, appreciate it very much. You can always listen to us and watch us over on Spotify or any other podcast formats. Thank you very much. Next one. Take care. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.